All right, yeah. Oh, good evening. Yeah. Splash good and dash, go. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Notice the two owlets didn't have to go, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you one had to get up and go, huh? <laughs> howled it. Alan, howled it, will you? Yeah, I'm fucking... Oh, I swear to God, my kidneys are going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking going to persevere, though. I swear to God. <laughs> my back teeth are swimming. <laughs> never heard that before. You never heard that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you think about it, you're like, I just got oh, the visual yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, thanks for that. <laughs> Street talk, mental health. Street talk, mental health. Street talk, mental health. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. Now this is Straight Talking Mental Health, where we tackle everyday mental health issues. My name is Peter Dunn. His name is Alan Clark. Her name is Eva O'Leary. Now there, you're all introduced. Don't dust it. We're going to be very efficient <laughs> on this podcast. You're, you're fucking Straight eager in. to get back to that fucking rice cake, aren't you? Fucking right, I am. For anybody who doesn't know, I just dropped the rice cake. But I'm going to pick it up and eat it. Oh, there we go. Three second round, or five second round. Yeah, bless it three times and it's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, this week we're talking eating disorders. Yay! <laughs> Are we? Our body image or what? what? It's your, it's your topic. Emer, what are we going with? Eating disorders, food, and body confidence. I mm, think body confidence. Oh, Jesus. A bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Put before that is Harry Potter and uh, and you'd have a great <laughs> fucking title. <laughs> um, but a lot of people were asking us to discuss um, eating disorders. In particular. It's the most so, common one we get. Yeah. Overall, the time has been the most common one mm. we got. Of to yeah. do a topic on it yeah. between that and self harm, I suppose was another one. You know, yeah, so yeah. we're going to get to the bottom of that. We've done self harm already, so we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, but before that, as you know, we want to reach as many people as we possibly can. We can't do it without you. So you can help by following us on social media on Twitter at SURA Talking Pod. Get us on Facebook, Instagram. You can click on the website SEMHpodcast.com. Share the pages on your podcast, your social media, and you can help us reach more people. And the more we reach, the more we can help. Um, so how are we doing, folks? Any crack with you, Imer? Um, What's the crack with me? I'm off now. I'm off from today. I finished up and I'm off. I'm not back to work till Tuesday. So oh, it's nice. Very the nice. old state job like is handy like, <laughs> good friday and easter monday off buzzing and did anybody ask you are you doing that nice for it nah i think no, i think that's a cork accent that is it no that was my being polite accent oh right yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you'd have those combos but i think people are giving up on them as well like people yeah, know yeah. the crack these days it's yeah. walking what, what eating, fucking crack drinking yeah. <laughs> that's all we're all doing in our time off <laughs> it's yeah. the same answer yeah, all yeah, the time yeah I yeah, know it's nearly embarrassing when somebody says you know any crack where the f- but I get crack from Jesus yeah, Christ yeah. You know? uh, yeah so what can't do you help do? but ask it though no you're right out of habit or else I'm just of... hoping that there might be a bit of crack yeah like. anyone any, anyone got any crack everyone's fucking crack heads oh, who got the fucking crack I fucking suck your dick for a bit of crack our listeners outside Ireland you must be scratching your head going what did I click on for these crack heads speaking of listeners no they're probably saying I'm sick should have listened to them talking about crack because <laughs> <laughs> they never fucking have any yeah, yeah. speaking of listeners outside of Ireland uh, mm-hmm. Pete, nice segue well it's not because I kind of jumped on it she didn't segue it but I'm, I'm, I'm hopping on it you're trying we, yeah. yeah we had a message okay. from Veronica 
Hey, Brian. Um, and this is going to be very pertinent to, to today. Hey, guys, listener from Croatia over here. Well, living in Dublin now. Smiley face. I discovered you on Spotify while searching for podcasts about mental health. I went through many but couldn't stick to any until I found yours. Having a laugh with an Irish accent and actually learning something about different topics related to mental health was all I needed. I myself have been struggling with anorexia for the past few years. I'm recovering but with the start of the pandemic it got worse. So I'm having constant ups and downs. I think a listener has mentioned that would be interesting and really helpful if you could do a podcast about eating disorders as there's so many struggling out there, especially in these uncertain times. Thanks for all you're doing. Believe me, you're making a huge difference. Veronica. Oh, wow. Thanks for that, mm. Veronica. Jesus, thanks, Veronica. Mm. That was brilliant. And it, like, it really it doesn't mean so much when people take the time to, to send mm. an email like that because I know mm. everyone's busy and, and stuff, but um, and like I do it myself. You'd listen to a podcast, but you'd never like, you, you wouldn't think to reach out or you wouldn't have mm. the time to reach out. So it really mm. is appreciated, isn't it? When we Absolutely. get that kind of mm. correspondence. You know, we, we mentioned it before, so we used to have our campaign hashtag, tell them thanks. You know, mm. when you just tell somebody thanks to them, they, they could be, I know you saying Bolt or they could be the next door neighbor. You know what I mean? Uh, it yeah. could be anybody, but just reach out and say, tell them thanks. and uh, Feedback, like, or even, oh, do you yeah. know, mm. if, it's, if it's good or bad, if it's like, look, I, I enjoy this episode, but this episode I wasn't. Do you know, because it's mm. constructive criticism is great as well, like, and it's the only way you learn, like, so. Mm-hmm. All feedback is welcome, lads. Absolutely, yeah. Fuck off, speak for yourself. Especially positive. <laughs> <laughs> I want my ego Your ego can't take it yeah, as well. Yeah. Fuck that the shit. ego can't take it. No, no fucking bad shit in, in the world, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I said, I said to you before. Remember, I said, why bother? Like, you know, yeah. There's something there for someone. There's not. You can't like everything all of the time. So, mm. but if people were like, you know, yeah, you know, there's no way. I don't know. I well, do. I, I, I th- just with my classes and stuff at Pilates, like down the line, if I ever got something constructive, like oh, I didn't like that particular move now or something like that, it does help. Like, cause you take a witch mm. and. Mm. Well, yeah, but is it just enough. that individual or, you know, that's the thing. You can't be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. That's true. You, that is very, yeah. very true. You can't so please everyone. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm going to do and that's been all right so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, you know. And I'm just putting it down to all age. Fuck that shit. Mm. I'm too old now. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> to be I'm going to go around with me, with me jeans pulled up over my belly button and a uh, pair of fucking, uh, what's, what's the old man runners? New Balance. New Balance, yeah. Are they, are they the old man runners? Yeah, I yeah, like a New Balance. New Balance that's, that's are very in. They're comfy. <laughs> comfy, yeah. New Balance are all the goal, lads. Mm. Uh, but no, you're right. And look, we said it before. And you, know, you mentioned it, Alan. Uh, something on the lines of, look, you know, I do what I do. I don't sit out to hurt people or do bad yeah. in the world. So if I can keep doing that, then mm. I'm happy if anybody's insulted by it or offended by it. Fuck it. Yeah, we're three That's good it. people who are just on here trying to have a chat and yeah, yeah. normalise normalize <laughs> mental health issues. And, yeah. Uh, but like, you know, even when I'd be on air, you know, you will get the odd text message going like, oh, you're a prick or something. Or, ah, but that's different now. Would you like, ever go on? You know, and you seriously, think, like, you actually had to would you get that? Would you get oh, people? Oh, you would, yeah. Oh, you would. Seriously. Peter Stack. Actually, I'll lead into yeah. that. You know, I'll get into that. Something similar in the Royals as well. It's like, okay. I don't, I don't fucking get that. Like, no, like, why? Have, have you, you that little going on in your life? 
Like but that, so, that just says so much more about that person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that says yeah, everything yeah. about that yeah. person and mm-hmm. nothing about yeah. you. Do you know but what I think I, mean? I think they're still staying a little bit though. You know, oh, I think, of course. I think, you know, of that course. Every sort, of, as much as like there's that, you know, it's still kind of oh, you fucking dickhead. Like, you know, mm. what you yeah, you know, I oh, think yeah. Or it's still, like, it still has know, a barb in it. People could tell you ten, you get ten compliments and mm, one right. bad thing. That's what sticks with you. Like, but I did hear yeah. a stat recently that said we process insults eighty-five times more than we process compliments or something like that. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Believe that. Isn't that yeah. sad? Like, it's that it negativity all, bias. It's, yeah. you know, and every, every comedian, every, you know, will tell you about the one guy that wasn't laughing. And you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Oh, why was he not laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind but the 500 to war. Yeah. Alan, it goes back to what you were saying as well when we did this single in lockdown, like that rejection, rejection mm. from the pack. That's all we mm. all want. Mm. We're just mm. out yeah. seeking... People we just want to be liked. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to be liked. Yeah. That's all. But then, of course, there's, yeah. a, there's a kind of knock-on effect to that as well. That I suppose is a fear of the people who want to insult you, telling other people, mm. you know, their yeah, opinions yeah. of you, and kind of altering mm. that as well. And the fear mm. that they'll go on. You know what I mean? Maybe there's like mm. a, a chance for that to perpetuate or something. You know? Yeah. Mm. You know, you know, as we were saying before, like you two are huge, and everybody loves you too. You know, they can. Well, go most Irish people and, hate you too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Irish people that. can't stand yeah. Bono. Well, no, actually, like I remember. I remember asking that on Facebook before, and it was like, people like you too. People just don't like Bono. Mm, I don't know. And I was like, no, I've, I've never had fuck. I've liked you too. I don't. Nothing against Bono. Love I could never. Music. I could never understand Love the hatred their music. toward the hard toward them. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to do good in the world. Do you know why? Because he kind of stands up on a pedestal and he will talk back and mm. he'll talk up. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the quiet people that we, uh, we tend to kind of nurture a bit. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. You look at Dermot oh. Kennedy. Dermot Kennedy is not the social, outspoken guy with his fist up no. in the air. You no. know, he's the quiet kind of, you know, he's into introvert maybe a little bit. Yeah, 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 and isn't you know, that awful? We, we'll I hate that. that, that we'll like, put our arm around them and go, ah, come on. You know, we look <laughs> you. you know, but yeah. if yeah. the person on the pedestal is shouting the odds and you're going, get down, get back. And you're, yeah, yeah, like you have you know any I mean? sort of an opinion on anything and somebody is going to disagree with you and then you're going to be painted as this. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And people don't seem to like people in the spotlight who are opinionated. I hate that. Like, it's awful. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah. Everyone should just be allowed to say whatever they want. Like, just say yeah. whatever you want and do you. And see, I think, and I think for a lot of people like that, they're they're like celebrities and stuff like that, you know. And you'll see, oh, stick to the acting or stick to uh, yeah. stick yeah. to doing this. You know, don't be fucking, uh, don't be doing that. Like, if you fo- the likes of um, Leonardo DiCaprio, like if you follow him on Instagram, like all he puts up is climate change stuff. Like, you know, and I'm sure everyone knows just fucking stick to the acting. Um, but you know, for them, it's like, well, I have a platform, and this is something I believe in, and oh, you know, I, I'm in an op- like I'm that. in a position to 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 speak on to speak yeah. on these things. And if, if you don't want to hear about it, don't follow him. <laughs> Sorry, that. <lad>. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Emer, did you cover your mouth? We could be covered in germs here. Yeah, <laughs> COVID through the Zoom. Um, yeah, I like you know something. If somebody gave me um, access. To ask one question or say one thing to Piers Morgan, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. You're an arsehole. 
Mm. You know, like you know what I mean? No, because he's a human being. Like everybody mm. is a human being. Like even I know now. Fucking everyone's pissed off with me, Hall Martin, and we're all pissed off with the government. But they're human beings. Like I know. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I know, Alan. I'm fucking. I mean, this week was really hard for me. Like that announcement kicked the shit out of me. Like I was just. Uh, what, what's going on with you this week, Emma? It was just awful. Like, the fact that he couldn't even fucking mention the pubs and restaurants pissed me off. Like, we're all sitting there watching the telly going, when's everything going to be open? And he's like, we'll open the zoo and we might open the library. It's like, what the fuck? We don't I care. I to go to the zoo. We don't give a yeah, shit about the, the zoo and the library. Like, <laughs> Eamon, you're a big fucking session, though. All you want is the pubs. <laughs> open the pubs. And restaurants. Like, that's how <laughs> yeah, we socialise. Yeah, Can't even go yeah. for brunch. Like... I don't know. Fucking brunch! Brunch! Come here, Dublin Zoo. Avocado on toast! I know. Brunch. I'm a millennial, you forget that. Well, you've got photo down there, haven't you? Photo will be opening. Photo, alright, like fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. Like, that's not why I was watching the announcement. (laughs) I don't don't have to watch anything because uh, my friends in the golf group chat, they're fucking analysing everything. Every announcement, when's the golf coming back? When's the golf coming back? So every update it comes into the WhatsApp group is like, yeah, nothing. Oh, the zoo. All right, I'll get to the zoo mm-hmm. <laughs> with James next one. That'll be it. It wouldn't bother me as much if we could just have a few more people over to the house. Well, lads, know? it's not even about the pubs. Like, like it's about hospitality, like restaurants. Yeah. Like the amount of people Lives who are out of work. Is decimated. They're out of work. These people are out yeah. of work. They've no mm. work. And they're they're sitting waiting on the telly waiting to know when we're when can we go back to work. And he doesn't even acknowledge it. Like that annoyed no. me. I no, was like yeah, exactly, yeah. how yeah. could you not how could you do that to people? Like we're all sitting at the edge of our chairs. I don't know. The, the, the wet pubs the wet pubs for anyone outside Ireland when when they were locked down, you had to uh, order a substantial meal to the value of as a nine euros minimum yeah. so you had to make sure that you couldn't just go in for a packet of crisps and a pint like um, so any any pubs that serve food they were allowed to open and then pubs that were just there for drinking were called wet pubs wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah. and they got to open for two weeks they got two weeks this they whole got two weeks year. Since, since March, March 2020 last year they've got to open for two weeks mm-hmm. it's nice. um, it's very sad it's very sad mm. It's getting then, to you, Nima. It's getting to you. That got to me. But then, but then um, I had... Uh, these were these are my smiles and rails, like, but yeah, <laughs> I might yeah, as well carry on. Mm-hmm. My smile then was um, I got shot into this taxi driver. I had to get a taxi home yesterday. And um, I got chatting to this taxi driver. He was from Scotland. And he was saying that he was like me. Now, we were discussing the announcement. And he was the same. He said it really got to him this week. And... But he said that there's, he was like, look, there's loads of reason for hope, he said, because like obviously his whole family are Scottish and Scotland, I think, have the same population as us, but they had like way more cases, way more cases. But they started rolling out the vaccines in, I think, December and um, now things are going back to normal and he said like his family were like us now at the end of their tether like totally pissed off his sister was working from home she was really struggling with her mental health and and he said no she he was on the phone to her today and she was getting it ready to go meet her friends and you know things are back to normal and he was like they've administered i think 
six million vaccines at this point. So we're just a bit behind them. So like when I heard that, then I was like, you know, there, there is hope. Like well, we're on the road. Matt, Matt's yeah. isn't my strong point, but then we're pretty fucking far behind them. <laughs> if they've administered six and we only have a population of four, you know, what have we done? 10% of that or something? How, how many have we administered? We've oh, administered only- something like a quarter of a million. No, a quarter of a million have got two doses. Yeah. Mm. But did he say, didn't he say the other night that um, how many million will have it by the end of July? That pretty much... Mm. I don't think anyone believes that. Don't think anyway. sure how many million? So that's sure open up the country in full then, if that's the case. Like. Yeah. No. Mm. Look, <laughs> that's me smiling anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, hang yeah, on well, to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe, yeah, allow the fact that he's human, but, uh, like, he's he's managed this. It's been a fucking shambles, like. It has been a shambles from the beginning, yeah. from the very no, beginning. Like that, not holding a hand up, up and go, this is it. You know, just if they came out firm and went, this is what it's going to be, but this is what we're going to do. Like, yeah, and just know, say, look, lads, we've definite. made a fucking ball to this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, if they, like, why can't, why can't they be real and honest like that? Yeah, yeah. Because like, they're politicians. Can't they? they can't put their yeah. hands up and admit to something, you know. Yeah. Because it's so they want the job to go back to. In but a that's why years. everyone hates you know? politics so much, because yeah. they can, they're they're so the most uh, furthest thing from authentic. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What's your Riles? Me Riles. Um, similar to what you were saying there of people messaging in, you know. Oh yeah, hurtful stuff like yeah. that. Oh, you're a prick, or you're a this, or you're a that. Like, like. Have you got any of that? Like, have you got that, Alan? Have I? No. Yeah. No, no, no. no thankfully. Um, yeah, but no, no, and I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not. But what what struck me this week? Uh, so one one of my royals, um, a client like that. Someone went on and left an anonymous, scathing review on on Google, like, and you know, and this is, this is someone's livelihood. Like, this is someone's business, and this is just someone out with a grudge because they weren't a legitimate customer to the business, like, um, and. You know, the same as sending a message to someone saying you're a prick or you're a this or a that, like. It's awful. You know, you it's go, so you, you do that and you go, oh, well, fuck them, like. It's like, no, this is this is someone's business, like. Yeah. Mm. You know, and as, as as we said earlier, like, there's a human being at the at the other end of this stuff, like. Yeah. And, you know, just for some fucking keyboard warrior or some internet troll to, to go out and, you know, take the time to do that whatever whatever fucking axe they have to grind or whatever like you know and it's and I think that's become a huge part of culture now as well of oh well I leave a bad review if you don't fucking bend bend to my whim uh, you know I leave a bad review mm. and then it's up there and it's online and it's not going anywhere yeah, and it's yeah. it's awful really isn't it it really is mm. I find that when I'm looking at somewhere uh, for holidays uh, I'll go on to TripAdvisor Mm. But I'll, I'll read more of the bad reviews mm. than I would the good reviews. Because at least with the bad reviews, you can look at them and go, oh, well, now you're just taking the piss. You know what I mean? If the bed yeah, sheets yeah. weren't washing comfort, then that's tough. But if yeah. somebody's saying, you know, you know, when I walked in, the door fell off, you know, or somebody broke mm. in the back window, then I'm going, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm a bit weary about that now. But yeah, uh, yeah you, you tend to go for the negative ones, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean the reality of that as well. You know, some people don't even take the time to read them to to realize. Oh well, that's just a fucking whack job. Like, mm. 
Mm. You, know, yeah, you just yeah, see the you stars, in between and, the and, then, and that affects the stars. Of, it is oh, the well, that's, star that's, reading, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. you know, you get a few of them, and you don't even bother go. Oh, well, that's and you know we all do it. You go on to Amazon. Oh, that's only four stars, or that's only three and a half stars. I won't even yeah, bother yeah. with that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I do anyway. That's that's you know. I'm like, oh, hang on a second. Um, so yeah, but I think like that, and the messages into radio stations, or like, why, why would you like what mm. what? Yeah, well, what's the need to go and life? insult yeah. somebody? But, yeah. you know, um, Azimer was saying there, you know, you'd be more worried about the person who does it. You know, it what did they have to gain? Or them. Why yeah, are they trying course, to insult yeah. somebody or bring somebody yeah. down or ruin somebody's day? Or, mm. you know, like, what makes you pick up your phone and go, hold on for a second, I'm just going to call somebody a fucker. Hold on there. Mm. Oh, I'm yeah. back to you now you know what I mean like, as yeah, my mum yeah. always says you have to pray for people like that girl if anyone ever pisses me off or she go say a prayer for people like that girl <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one of my royals and my other royal I was fucking I was ready to hop on you last week P when I thought you were going to uh, bad mouth Ikea alright that kind of way alright go on yeah but they've, uh, they've made me fucking shitless this week so I took an ocean Not a few weeks. Ago. No, no, I refuse no. to hear it. No, I, I would have. I and a hundred percent, man, hundred percent. I'd be with you. I would have been with you all over it. That's my special place. IKEA is my fucking special place. Took an ocean a couple of weeks ago. Going to redesign, redecorate the office. Uh, looking around everywhere. Okay, what will I do? I get this, get that. Right. Obviously, hopping IKEA. Okay, great. Right. Oh, get that couch and like, what that couch is sitting in. When I put that couch down in the office, that'd be brilliant because that was out of stock during all the first lockdown. Fucking fantastic. That's back in stock. Getting a load of stuff. I was like, right, really go get this. And I was, and I like, and my head was wrecked for the last two weeks, like trying to go, right, what will I do? What will I get? Had everything. I was sourcing stuff from different places. Had my big order to go into IKEA. And uh, everything in stock, fucking fantastic. And Ashley's like, well, did you pull the, did you do it? Did you order them? I was like, no, no, I'm just making it the final decision now on this desk. Right. And then I was like, no, that's what's holding me back. And I was like, no, I'll get another desk for where clients can do art separately. Then I'll have my desk and then there's the council chairs. And I was like, that's it. I'm fucking done. Decision made. Got all the feedback. Brilliant. Went on. Uh, right. Check out. Substantial amount. Check out. Uh, we cannot deliver mm. to this air code or to a collection point near you. And I was like, what the fuck is this like? So They're like, closed like, at the moment, aren't they? No, but they're still doing they're some doing deliveries. deliveries but okay. the problem is when you go onto the website, because uh, I was looking online, and it says in stock, in stock in Dublin. Mm-hmm. You think, brilliant. It's not coming from Dublin. It's coming from England. Yeah, some of the uh, stuff is dispatched straight from warehouses in England. And because mm-hmm. of Brexit, that fucks everything up and because obviously everyone's working from home and everyone's trying to order stuff so couldn't get anything could not get anything and that thing said just 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 out of curiosity so i said right if i go belfast to home yeah everything you can get i can get everything delivered up there like but obviously then i can't get it down here no what way. the fuck and yeah. like he is only over the road from you yeah yeah i see i was, I was looking on boards on the and a lot of people were giving out shite like that it's basically just a lottery you just keep going in train every day to see what you can get <laughs> people are saying oh well i i just uh i deleted my entire uh shopping cart and went in ordered everything one by one order one thing check could it be delivered yeah that's okay order the next thing check will that affect the delivery no keep going so Jeez. all me fucking weeks of research and all me oh, final, no. final at that point of going, yes, that's it now. I'm going to fucking do it. 
hit love love that onto the credit card there. And I was like, mm. can't believe him, man. I can't believe him giving out what I can. Ah, they, they'll open soon. Keep that check but, out. But open. there's still nothing. There's still nothing in the in the plan lockdown plan for click and collect or anything. Yeah, well, give it a few months. I'd say. I, I thought few he should months. say something about click and collect, though. No, no. or I thought they. Were... No, no, we can I get kids shoes, which is pretty cool. Because <laughs> mm. as you know, kids fucking go out with shoes all the time. Yeah, be it to grow out of it or to fucking <laughs> ruin the tops of them or something, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so. Like, Quick to defend them last week, but the men be shit list this week. There you go. That horse man, you know what? That's that's like a breakup. You know, it's like I fucking loved you. You know, I gave you fucking everything. Yeah, you but you know something. Do you know something? <laughs> You'll be back. You'll be back. I know. You'll be no, back. I will. In I will. Fucking, uh, where's his nose? That blanches. That's like it's like it's it's like a fucking toxic relationship. It's like a <laughs> brought back mountain job why can't I quit you <laughs> yeah because you make good cheap fucking products <laughs> but it's the same with, it's the same with Ryanair we were charged it is yeah. the same with Ryanair it's exactly yeah. like that to bring home a bag that we brought to Manchester and uh, it was in the dimensions but they were being dickheads about it yeah. so charge an extra 50 quid like yes to the script I'm going to write to Aleri personally and I'm going <laughs> to fucking say this that you know, you're not related Emer, are you know no oh die some funny story for you <laughs> oh yeah he uh, <laughs> said we're going to do I never fly Ryanair again of course you're searching them for holidays and Ryanair are coming in much cheaper and you're going yeah yeah how the yeah. fuck it go on it's grand <laughs> yeah and that's that's their whole that's their whole thing it's like we know you'll be back yeah. You have fuck yeah. all other options. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't yeah. really fucking care. I I always uh, I just go with Reiner. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm. You're going I to know. be delayed. They're going to do fuck all about it. Ah no! In fairness, you don't get delayed a whole lot. I remember flying with Air. Oh, come out with Gatwick day. every time. I really? do. Every day. time. Every time you I fly out with Gatwick. Yeah. Or any other stuff. Normally never. Normally, normally not anywhere else. I flew, but every time I fly out with Gatwick, Ryanair. Every okay. time delayed. I um, spent uh, nine hours in Dublin Airport once, me and two of the girls who were going to Liverpool. 20 minute flight, like, or whatever it is to get to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Spent nine it. hours. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I don't know what happened. They fucked up the gate number or something. They, they were saying it was Dublin Airport's fault. And, but right in there, we were snapping by the. And we were steaming because we were after spending the whole day <laughs> in the. Um, that Pope's bar airport there. Airport bar, yeah. Yeah. Lost your fortune. What's it called? Yeah. The, green, the Green Lounge or something. Or the, Does it have a name? <laughs> Jesus Christ. In Dublin Airport. <laughs> Oh, lads, we spent the whole day. It was grand for the first hour. We were like, oh, we love love. Yeah. And then nine hours later. And you know what other. they did for us? They gave us a miserable, to, to apologise for what was going on, Ryanair gave us a miserable five euro, five euro uh, Burger King voucher. <laughs> the airport to spend. <laughs> oh, wow. Five, five euro. You get barely get a fucking small chips in and a fairness, drink for Emer, that. Emer, in fairness, it was probably the equivalent of what you paid for the fucking flight. So. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to Liverpool, like. What, what's your oh. Michael O'Leary story? What's your What's your That was that day. That was that day. Um, oh, right, right. I was like in the in the queue to the girls and. Do you know who I am? I was like, do you know what? I was like, I'm gonna fucking use the O'Leary thing here to my advantage. The girl, but we were. I was steaming. The girls were like. Will you ever shut your mouth? How are you going to? And I was like, no, I'll just kind of name drop. <laughs> they were like, do you understand how many O'Leary's probably queued up today? <laughs> oh, but uh, anyway, there's not much of a story. <laughs> yeah, something. 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 We'll take what we can get these days. Yeah. <laughs> the Mullingar. 
He's some gaff. He, he lives in Mullingar, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's from Mullingar, yeah. Oh, you yeah. should egg his house the next time Rainer yeah. pisses you off. Emer, Emer, if I can reach his house from his wall, I will be going to the Olympics to represent Ireland in the fucking <laughs> shot <shot-pot. laughs> Egg his wall, egg his wall. In order to get in order to get a look at his house, you have to get out at the wall and stand up in your tippy toes and you might see it in the distance. It's miles away. Lads, that is one wall I would egg though. Wouldn't you get some satisfaction <laughs> yeah, about actually, egg in his wall? My my wife uh, almost got ran over by him one day because she lived uh, very close to him and went out for a walk with her mother and all of a sudden this taxi came darting around the corner and had to jump out of the way of it. Michael O'Leary. And he used to drive a, a car with a taxi plate so he could use the bus lane. He could use the bus lane, that's right. To yeah. Dublin Airport. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Technicality, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, fucking fair play. <laughs> Dude, give me a smile. That's me, that's, that's me Royals anyway. My smile, like the small smile, a small unexpected smile today. <laughs> Got a package in the post. Um, obviously, in a long distance relationship. Uh, I got a package in the post addressed to Alan Clark in brackets the handsome one on the street on the fucking label <laughs> I was like what the fuck <laughs> I think I sent a photo frame and I was like oh my god <laughs> she's a like, photo oh, frame the, she's like oh they printed it I was like yeah it's on the fucking it's on the label here on the front of the box Alan Clark the handsome one on the street thankfully I wasn't here when the postman delivered it um, but uh, but that is very, very lovely thoughtful. like yeah, it's very thoughtful yeah hmm. Yeah, so that was my little smile this morning. Not not so much a smile on the other one, but uh, had an initial assessment for the autism. Remember I spoke about it oh, before? Yeah, yeah. I was going to look into it, so I had the initial assessment um, on Monday morning, and yeah, yeah, all indicators that I'm that I'm on the spectrum. Uh, no way. Says, yeah, yeah. So you kind of meet five or seven, and even the ones you're tipping in and out of there would be kind of indicative as well, and. Uh, so I'm going ahead for the full, full assessment now. That was the initial consultation. Um, uh, you know, it felt yeah, Alan, how felt validated like on the, yeah, felt validated on the, on it. Like you know, because mm. um, even at the end, I, I said to him like, yeah. and he was saying, he said, look, Alan, like you know, given what you do and you know stuff I wouldn't be saying to normal uh, Joe Public, you know, applying for this. Like you know, you know all this stuff. And I said, look, but I'm here, blank slate. I'm not you know I'm not doing anything mm. to try to to reach the criteria or to not reach the criteria I'm just going along with you know whatever whatever you have to have to throw at me and questions you have to ask and at the end then he says you know he said well look he said yeah he said look all all indicators would be there you meet five of the seven and um you know take 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 your time to think about it you know if you want to go ahead with the full assessment I was like no no I said I can tell you now like I want to want to go ahead and say, ah, well, look, you know, even at that. And he says, yeah, I appreciate that, but, you know, take the time, sleep on it. I said, oh, I said, I will, but I'll, I'm just going to email you in the morning to tell you what I'm telling you now. I said, because, I said, look, I said, it's not that it is or it isn't, but I said, um, you know, there's there's that part of me that wants to know. So then they can go, okay, you know, you're not fucking weird. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just wired differently. Um, and he said to me, he said, look, he said, to be honest, he said, you know, because of what you do I'll have the conversation with you said the fact that you're asking me that is also a, is also a high indicator that that you're more than likely in the spectrum because I get that the whole time adults contact me going I just I just don't want to be fucking mad like I just I just want to know that I'm not mad or that there's nothing 
there's nothing else kind of seriously wrong so um yeah kind of kind of validated on it um at the week now like you said do you mind me asking alan what mm. made you think like what made you think i might be autistic like the first the first time I'd ever come across it was when I was doing my degree and um I remember we were doing we were doing a module on atypical behaviour, Asperger's stuff like that. And I remember reading the criteria for Asperger's and I was like, Holy fuck, that's that sounds like me and um what I remember kind of saying it. Could the, you relate to? Yeah, I can't even remember what the things were, but I remember saying it in the class at the time, I was like, That's me. Like I'm like that. And the tutor was kind of like, ah, you know, everyone, everyone kind of finds something that, uh, you know, every you can fucking diagnose yourself with anything kind of thing. And the kind of, the class laughed kind of thing. But it stayed with me. And then there's clients I would have, I've seen that would be on the spectrum and they'd be telling me things. I'm like, oh, fuck, Jesus. I uh, relate to that. I, I, actually, I do that as well. And then the few weeks ago when, um, uh, Remember I said at UP, I got that tweet just before we went recording. Yeah. Something was retweeted onto the timeline and there was some, I don't know, some specialist in the area or something and, and they put up a tweet saying, um, uh, if, you, if you constantly find yourself going back, that you might, uh, you might have ASD or ADHD. Um, just remember that neurotypical people don't, uh, don't question it. They just know that they're not. Mm. So if you find yourself constantly going back to it, you're you're probably on the right track. Um, so that and then uh, an adult client that I have that went for a diagnosis recently, and she had kind of cleared up from in in her own assessment some of the stuff that I would have dismissed for myself. It's like, well, I have a sense of humor, I get sarcasm, have empathy. So I'd always dismissed it for those kind of reasons of well, I probably wouldn't be very good at my job if I you know because mm. if if I was but she was like no no they're, they're kind of common misconceptions that you know you can there is empathy you can have empathy and even then I was thinking yeah I've had I had one client that uh, had Asperger's and one of the things we frequently spoke about in sessions was comedy he was you know he was considering being a stand-up comic, comic and all of that so I was like Jesus the big things that I had dismissed of going well I, I, I couldn't be you know um, they kind of got dismissed of going well actually no you, you still can so I'll find out a bit more uh, this weekend um, but it was yeah, I said I validated uh, kind of my own mm. things because you know I'd been kind of dismissed a lot of times so of now you're not and you know mm. and, and stuff that kind of would have maybe caused issues in you know relationships in the past of going look wasn't fucking just me I'm just <laughs> my brain's just wired differently like you know yeah. I, I had described it to Ashing when I was when I was looking into all of this, you know, I was talking about certain things, and I was like, I said, what it, what it'll do for me is that you know I can say to you if you hold your arm out straight, with your palm facing the ceiling, and I tell you then, well, bend your arm, you know, straight down so that your palm is pointing to the floor. It's like, well, I can't. My arm doesn't bend that way. That I can go. Well, you know what? I can't. My brain just doesn't go that way. Mm. So just that kind of have that of going. I'm yeah. Not fucking, well, I am a bit weird, but <laughs> there's a reason for Era, it. We're all a bit weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So no more at the weekend, anyway. Um, but yeah, so what does the next step involve, Alan? There isn't really a next step. Not, not really for adults. I mean, for and this the the likes of myself and many other people who would be very high functioning. Um, you know, it never, it probably never be picked up on. 
Um, now, for children that might be on it, uh, and and I'd see it for for the parents of kids that I'd work with, teenagers that I work with, that I'd kind of spot a few things. One side of the, one side goes, no, I don't want them having a label. I'm not fucking bringing him to see anyone. He's grand the way he is. Mm. And then the others are going, well, at least we know. And he mm. could get the support that mm. he may need. Um, and for me, it's just, well, I have the information and it's, you know, I, I can work around that then of where I may be different or, you know, things that might be. Yeah, and you can just, just continue to learn about me. it. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. And yeah. like, do you know, as you said, like that validation for yourself because... I think sometimes when you like nobody knows you better than you and I think we forget yeah. that sometimes like yeah, we yeah, listen yeah. to what other people and no you're not and mm. we tr- we kind of listen to, but like listen to your gut like follow your gut mm. you know mm. you better mm. than you mm. than anyone else yeah so. and actually he, he had said he had said something back to me um, you know when when I was in when I was up to north I remember having this moment of this is what I felt like my entire life. I felt mm-hmm. like Northern Ireland. I don't really belong anywhere. You know, you're part of the United Kingdom, but they don't really consider you. You're not really like, you know, because you're off on a whole other island. And then you're in Ireland and, well, you're the six counties and you're not really. And I'd said that to him and he goes, actually, so that's a, that's a great description for, oh, for how people with autism feel. That breaks my heart. The poor yeah. North. <laughs> yeah, not poor me. Alan. Oh, poor Alan. Yeah, poor Alan. <laughs> that breaks my Alan. heart that that's how you felt your entire life. That you didn't fit in anywhere. That no one really gets you. The poor North. The poor fucking abstract six counties. Thanks a lot, Eber. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> island. The poor North. Yeah. It's a good thing you get humour. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. of course. I swear to God, Beamer, I think you only fucking, because we're recording, you need to take your balaclava off. <laughs> so, your, so your voice isn't muffled before every session. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's me smiles and rides. Yeah, fair enough. For no the record, I love everyone in the North, not just one community. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on with you, Pete? Well, I'm sitting here talking to you bunch of losers when I could be playing with my new robot Hoover. <laughs> to get it? Ah, yes. Ah, yes, A robot man. Hoover. My you robot got one. Hoover, yeah. You got one. Did yeah. you get the one with the mop? Did you get the I one to wash the floor? I got the one with the mop, yes. How's that going? That's I don't, see, it only fucking arrived today and I have to do this bloody podcast with you when I should be playing with a fucking Hoover. Simple as. Okay, kind of so what you do it earlier? So, kind of what is... Because okay, talk me through it. Five talk me through this robot Hoover. It's a, a Hoover that just goes just itself. Just a robotic Hoover. Yeah, Hoover's itself. <laughs> like, it looks like an artificial, like AI, like. No, they're like, uh, it's like about the size of what? About the width, maybe basketball, a bit um, wider circumference. Yeah, probably the, the width of a big dinner plate. And it just kind of floats around and does its thing. Well, yeah, it can, yeah it, can, <laughs> it can do that. Or you can tell it to go and do edges. Or you can mm-hmm. give it a map and you can yeah. say, right, do that or whatever. It's or like an Alexa, but a Hoover. Wait, it yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, Alexa. Alexa just lit up there when I said her name. <laughs> but you, yeah, you so can you tell Alexa to tell the Hoover yeah. to go Hoover. You know? yeah. they, got the one, yeah. they got the one I got, wasn't it? I did, yeah. The Coridi or 750. That's the one, yeah. And yeah, yeah there's a mop attachment. I got that as well. Did you name it? Did you give it a name? Um, no, there's a smile for you. I, I, I left it up to the kids. So what are we going to name it? Yeah. So the two-year-old wants to call it Robot, which is All pretty right. straightforward. Yeah, and yeah. The four-year-old wants to call it Robot with no bum. <laughs> 
Jesus, I'm, I'm glad James Keep went to clean here then. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have uh, another discussion about the name tomorrow. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. a family meeting. <laughs> they had to be warned. Nobody stands on it. Nobody sits on it. Nobody kicks it. Nobody yeah. heard not Nobody to kick it, it though, or like not to fall over. I, I, I'm a, I'm a bit klutzy. Like I would definitely be falling over that thing, and uh, it, it kind of detects you're there, and it'll turn away. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, funny enough, I heard somebody during the week talking about the robot Hoover they got, and with Brexit, a lot of people are bypassing buying stuff over in the UK. Like you spoke mm. about Alan, mm. and uh, so decided to go to Germany. The German Amazon website worked perfect, excellent, yeah. no problem at all. Except the robot Hoover only speaks German. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Tanya uh, won't just, do just it. Nein, you'll do. <laughs> ich bin ein Stuck. Ah, shit, not again. You're down on your hands and knees with the fucking German, the German Hoover telling you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hello to all our listeners in Germany. We have a good few <laughs> listeners in Germany. Germany. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we're just having that crack. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, give you a royal Irish football. Yeah, right. <laughs> Watching the internationals during the week, and it was just depressing. When you think of you know where we came from in the eighties and nineties, and the mm. whole country stopping to watch football to watch Ireland. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember the houses been? Were you even born then, Emer? Were you? Um, do you know what? Interesting. I was watching uh, the Jack Charlton documentary. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Can't oh, live. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. It was yeah. so, Jesus. so good. What, what that did for the country at the time was... It just electrified the whole nation, oh, it like, didn't incredible. it? incredible. It, it probably just... coincided with coming out of recession as opposed that, that to a lot of people it would well. say it yeah. lifted us out of recession. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, but it uh, just... It, it, oh, my God. And my mom and dad, and they were just on about Italian 90 and oh, those mm, games yeah, and what yeah, they Jesus. did for the country. And to get to the last eight it. of the world, you know, it was just just incredible. Yeah. Like, but, but I was so sad then that the I was that I never yeah. got to experience it, you know. Oh, and then stop. like yeah. they're on about there, and again, I think that kind of contributed to why I was so upset this week with lockdown because like I was like you had all that in your 20s like what do we have <laughs> sitting on a couch with you do you know what I mean it's hard mm. being in your 20s lads and mm-hmm. lockdown it is like yeah, yeah. it is because yeah. you just there's so much you want to do and yeah mm. yeah yeah. Um, oh. yeah no that that pissed me off but it kind of it, it pissed me off like the quality of football okay the players aren't there um, a lot of people giving the manager a stick only so much he can do you know, mm. with the team he has. But what really pisses me off is the lack of development in Irish football and the mm. lack of, um, uh, I suppose, a lack of a proper, proper training facilities, the lack of proper, um, you know, finance money going into the mm. to the underage footballs. And it reminded me there, I, I played for two football clubs in the last, what, 10 years. Like I remember one club I played with, you'd be getting dressed at the side of the road, you'd be getting changed into your oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or the back of a van or something. Mm. Like one of the lads used to bring um, a couple of car mats with him so he could stand out on the wet grass and get changed and... <laughs> Or in the back of a van or something, you mm. know. And I remember, <laughs> I remember a play, a team we played against had an old rusty storage tank, and uh, that was luxury. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's the shipping crate thing, wasn't it? Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
another club I played with um, where we played uh, when it came into the winter and the dark evenings we'd no floodlights so we couldn't yeah. see what we're doing obviously but mm. we, we struck a deal with a local GA club who allowed us to train mm. and I said, oh that's brilliant fair play to mm. you one condition is you cannot play soccer mm. and I was like you're fucking kidding me mm. we're here that's to all you want to we're do, here man. to train for a soccer match but we're only allowed to play GA yeah you're not allowed to play soccer. Like, that's like practicing for a fucking golf tournament and going, well, we're going to a tennis court. <laughs> you know? But it's the lack of facilities. It's mm. the lack of... Is that it? Like, I was just thinking, actually, before you mentioned that GAA point of, you know, you see these places around the, 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 the country of these development centres. Oh, and for the, all gas. For the yeah. county, yeah, yep. for the county GAA yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, Could you yeah. imagine if they had that for soccer? Like, we a, would have a sport a that represents worldwide. Yeah. But like, it's and crazy. There, there's this, there's still this stigma around playing for soccer clubs if you play Gaelic. You know, oh, yeah, it, oh, it's yeah, very yeah. frowned upon. You know yeah, what I mean? If yeah. you're, God forbid, you played for your local soccer club as well and got injured playing with them, mm. the county guys would go fucking ape. You know, they mm. would alienate you. And there's kind of like young boys, like I know my brother um, had to choose. They have to make a choice, like soccer that's or like, ga. This you day know? and age, like that's mm. fucking. Like, and then what happens is they end up pay, playing both, and the the young fellas are just flat oh, out because they're training yeah, every yeah. night of the week. Mm. Yeah. And then there's this pressure as well. You know, if somebody's good at soccer, there's this pressure then to play ga. Mm. And if you don't, it's like oh, fucking excommunicated from the the area. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. horrible, you know. Ah, I don't know, lads. I feel like if anyone did well in soccer, they'd be very highly. Like no one would be like, he should have played ga. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, like, but for the ones that don't, you know, look that don't get to maybe do. Yeah, yeah you know, well. look at the guys that could have had the potential. You mean, mm. like, yeah, but, yeah. You, yeah. You look at guys who, you know, we mentioned it before, but ga. You know, with the training, you train in the morning. Um, you go to work then you come home you train again and then when you're not training you're doing your own training you know like three days a week then a game at the end and you've often heard of you know GA widows you know Mm. where Mm. you know these guys don't get to see their family you know they can't have a social life they can't you know go out with their mates at the weekend whenever you could go out um, no it's, holidays. It's can't, no can't holidays. holiday no, depending on I've how far they get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cancelling yeah. holidays because yeah. they're doing well. They got to the county final or whatever. Mm. Or they, they won mm. the county, mm. <laughs> and they're, they're going on to the um, Lancers or whatever. But mm. it's just it, it's horrendous. You know the the pressure that's put on these guys. And at the end of the day, you're not getting paid. You know, yeah. if you if yeah, it's yeah. soccer, there's a chance you could be getting paid at the end. Mm. Of it. You know, mm. be it you leave the country or you play League of Ireland. I'll bet not a whole lot of money, but mm. you know there is a chance of a of a bit of a recouping your time. So ah, look, it's, it's a rile, you know. What it, what do you think the problem is? Is it management? Is it the style of play? Or is it the lack of youths coming through? Lack of development that the team isn't there, regardless of what what the manager can do. Well, the short term problem is there isn't quality in the team. Yeah. You know, and any of the players who are playing club oh God, football, they're playing. Manager for that, like. You can't. Like, you, look, you can only do what you can with the tools you have. Mm. And, you know, Kenny doesn't have that. So it's uh, it's tough for him. Right man, wrong time. But it's just it, what, what really pisses me off is just the lack of development, you know, and uh, the lack of finances going into these places. And it's not even like, as I was saying, look, you know, when we were playing, you know, you're getting changed at the side of the road and everything. Mm, Sometimes mm. games would be called off because um, horses broke onto the pitch and fucking dug it up. You know, <laughs> I remember our goalie 
uh, couldn't play because he damaged his leg in a warm-up by putting his leg into a big fucking hole by accident in the box. Mm. Yeah. You know? But it's not... We were never going to become Premier League footballers, but it's for the kids. Like, you know, yeah. the kids in that club, you know, bringing them through, giving them the training, giving them the experience of mm. enjoying this. You know, they're the guys that are losing out. It's not us. You know, mm. we're not mm. going to win World Cups for the for the country, but, you know, the kids may. But in order to do it for 20 years time, you have to put a plan in place now. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You can't but, just say, right, lads, let's train a load of lads up and uh, they'll become mm. footballers. Well, as I was saying there, like, you know, if they, if they had the same um, the same resources and that the GEA have for the... You know, imagine what that do for the country, like. Absolutely. You know, that's all well and good. Dublin, Dublin will in five, six, seven in a row, whatever like that. Everyone in Dublin is happy, and the rest of the country fucking hates them. It's awesome. You know, but can you imagine like like that, like like we had in those, you know, late eighties, early nineties? It lifted the country, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know how they performed in the European Cup or World Cup and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm I'm looking back with rose-coloured glasses, but I even remember it being a good summer. I remember it being a, a sunshine and a yeah. hot summer, yeah. like yeah. I, I the whole country talks was, about those was, times, yeah. like those they do. those famous videos of people out on the roundabout, you know, and the whole fucking road is out cheering, yeah. and yeah. 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 And this is it, like I think sport in general does that, like the yeah. GA brings communities and people yeah, together yeah. all over this country but mm. but but not a country it it's a bit divisive together. as well because yeah, it's yeah. rivalry amongst clubs and there's yeah, like yeah. you're from the exact same place you're both from the north side of Cork City but you've two big clubs who can't stand that fella he's Glenn and I'm the pair shit kind of a thing do you know what I mean mm, it's, yeah, yeah. it's um, ridiculous that way but yeah. as you said like one sport that brings everyone together to celebrate like the Irish doing well in soccer I know it was it's sad really that mm. and if ever was a time we needed something to lift the spirits of the country like oh yeah, yeah. we need something or someone to mm. <laughs> yeah yeah alright Right, that's my that's my royal. Now let's get to the important bit. Let's straight talk eating disorders, uh, body image, and what else are we going to talk about here? Body confidence. Body confidence. Mm. Now, mm. so as we and said earlier, food and just and food. food. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, a lot of people got in touch and asked us to do a podcast on this, but. Um, you know, Emer, we'll you have to do more. To I think, involved in this. Yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll we'll broach it again. Mm. Um, any particular reason, Emer? Um, I just feel like it is very common. Yeah, obviously, so many people were requ- were requesting it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's a really important topic, and um, I've definitely struggled with body confidence issues, definitely since I was a teenager, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think I remember you asked me in the Irish State of Mind podcast, is there like a culture of women feeling under pressure with their bodies in this country? But I feel like that's just society Everywhere. in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is society in general, no matter who you are and um, kind of everything about society and everything you see on TV, like even Friends, the most common TV show ever watched and they were all fucking Rachel, Monica, stick skinny, and you're growing up looking at this, and you think that that's that's what an attractive woman is like. So, mm-hmm. not this. only that though, it was the, there was so many jokes around Monica used to be fat. That's right. Yeah. Oh Actually, my now, god. Now that, you, now that you mentioned that, like, yeah. lads, I loved Friends. Like, I loved it, but since I'm getting older, I'm realizing that there's a lot of badness in the show. Maybe it wasn't meant, but a lot of. Um, like a lot of misogyny, a lot of, 
as you said, like that, that that's something I didn't think of. But like they joked about her being fat constantly. Mm. Like, mm. well, was, there was always the big laugh track when she was on then in the fat suit and stuff like that. You know, mm. Mm. a lot of a lot of yeah. gay jokes as well. Really, mm. uh, you know, when you watch it back now, you're like, it, it shows the time, but. Mm. Yeah, but I think, you know, to be fair to anything like that, I think society has changed so much that, mm. and I mean, I even know, like, or you might say something or see something, oh, you wouldn't get away with that now. Yeah. You know, you you look you yeah. look at stuff back and you go, I hey, wouldn't get away with that now. Um, yeah. And look, that's, you know, you know, regardless of whether it's for the better or for worse, I think it has changed. But yeah, I think there's shows that, you know, depending on the humour that, you know, you can, like, you know, Faulty Towers or something like that, Only Fools and Horses, you can look back and, you know, I think that the nature of the humour carries, and then you mm. can look back at other things and go, yeah, it doesn't aged, carry, it hasn't aged yeah, well, yeah. like you know, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it depends on the on the the comedic level that they're hitting for. You know, I think mm-hmm. with, you know with friends, you know, you kind of, it was never um, highbrow comedy, like you know, yeah, yeah. You play it for the cheap laugh and stuff like that, and but uh, I think um, what's so kind of timeless about Faulty Towers and Only Fools is like everyone can relate but it's yeah, funny for, it's yeah. funny for everyone but mm. if, you, if you're if you're gay like watching a gay joke that's insulting and horrible mm. and it reminds mm. you of a time when gay people were beaten and murdered for who mm. they were what and about the likes of um you know mike and molly who did you ever watch mike and molly um, they were both overweight a lot of their jokes strange. were about you know they were going to overeaters anonymous and all this kind of stuff but <laughs> a lot of their jokes was with them talking about how they're they're mm. overweight and how they love to eat, just that and the other. But it was like they were taken back to power. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. I love mm. that when you see that. Um. Or even, Ro- uh, what was it, Roseanne? Do you remember Roseanne? Like, That's they were right, both, yeah. They were both quite overweight. And mm. I don't remember it was ever an issue. They just were. You know, I don't... Yeah. As, I, as I think back, I don't ever remember that. You know, they were just your standard American family father obviously John Goodman Roseanne Barr being the mother you know they were both obviously quite mm. um, on the larger side but I don't remember it ever being anything in it mm. no no you know, like that that they played for oh we're going to Overeaters Anonymous or anything like that mm. they were just yeah yeah yeah. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just I don't remember. It. I don't remember that being a factor in this. But mm. just as you mentioned, Mike and Molly, I was like, oh, I remember Roseanne. They were. Yeah. yeah. As you said, taking back to power. That is, there's something so beautiful about that. Like even when people with disabilities take the piss out of themselves, or you mm. know, it's it's mm. like, oh, we can all laugh because you're laughing, but we would never crack that joke because we have no yeah, idea yeah. what it is to we walk in your <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, funny yeah. enough, that that's something. That's one of the things I'll always take with in this podcast is when. You know, we started interviewing people um, at the start and I was kind of tip, tiptoeing around mental health a little bit. But then Alan would jump in with a joke and they would just floor themselves laughing. <laughs> and I go, wow, you know, people with mental health issues have no problem having a sense of humour about their mental health issues. Mm. Oh, lads, you know I mean? when I came out of hospital, all I wanted, like, all I wanted to do was laugh about the situation and, mm. like, my family being out, like, you're one when Pinky Punky there, you know, kind of, <laughs> it just, it just makes such yeah. a difference. Like, Is that just, Irish? Is that, is that a specific Irish thing? Do we do that? I don't know. No, uh, mm. I don't know if it's a specific Irish thing, but it, it, it uh, well, you know, the whole, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, probably have another that in it, yeah. Yeah. It is um, so true, like, it's the best medicine. 
laughter. Yeah. Was it when, that you were watching Friends back, Emer, or is this something you were aware of at the time, or were you even oh, no. at the time when Friends was out? <laughs> Friends, Friends was my favorite show. Like growing up and mm. um, growing up and the reruns, and I would just watch it. I'd come home every day from school and watch it. I loved Friends. I would quote it constantly, laugh mm. out loud. It was probably the only show that really made me laugh out loud at things. But it mm. was it was kind of it's in recent years now that um things uh, things I, I watch and I'm like god that's not that's not great like and um, yeah um and and that whole Monica and Rachel thing like I remember being like god like I wish I had their bodies like I wish I was like that and I wish I mm-hmm. um I remember feeling like that and you know yeah, but look, when you when you think about it, you know, when you're growing up and maybe reading magazines or, you know, you're watching, like, they're watching TV, listening to music, a lot of people in popular culture are skinny, mm-hmm. good looking. It's mm-hmm. everywhere, you know, lads. You know it's why? everywhere. Because they're marketable. You yeah, know? yeah. And everywhere. that's it. And it's driven by execs who are looking at these people going, yeah, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. No, no, mm. you're no good, get out. You know, th- that's what it's driven by and we buy into it. Mm. And you look back at women the beginning of time and they're curvy and they're mm. they're beautiful and they've, uh, you know, and like, okay, Marilyn Monroe is a good example, like beautiful, curvaceous, voluptuous woman and like she's not the type of, well, maybe now because it has changed now, but we'd say 90s, noughties, like you wouldn't see women with any sort of curve or any sort of, mm-hmm. um, no, but then then again, I suppose when we're talking about eating disorders, like there's, there's body shaming for skinny people as well when they feel like, you know, um, you know, when people are like, oh, embrace your curves. Nobody wants to be skinny. But then there's people who are mm. like, well, I am skinny and I, I can't mm. help but being skinny. Mm. So what you're doing is body shaming me for being skinny. Do you yeah, know it's, yeah. it's Or the, the kind of veiled insult. Oh, look at you, you skinny bitch. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. you know, if nobody would go, look at you, you fat bitch. And expect yeah. to take it as a bit of a compliment. But people yeah, expect yeah. you to take it as a compliment if you're skinny. Mm. And people go, oh, look at you, you skinny bitch. Mm. You know, yeah. it would be very insulting. Yeah, yeah. kind of course. And the grass is always greener no matter what. Mm. So... But, and look, some people, that's their metabolism. And some people, well, you don't know what they actually do to maintain this. Mm. You know, slim figure. Yeah. yeah. Do you see many people, Alan, decided. who struggle with their, their body image? Yeah, sort of both. Uh, uh, to be honest, I think every woman, I think almost every woman struggles, mm-hmm. struggles with body image. You know, you talk about, you know, what, you know, what's been sold and stuff like that. And executives of this has pushed it out. And I'd often say it to, to clients that might, you know, maybe struggle with their weight and stuff like that. You know, you don't see fat, ugly people selling you anything on TV. Because mm-hmm. the psychology behind it is, you know, it's good looking, attractive, um, good figures, male and female. Mm-hmm. Because what they're selling you is if you buy this car, you'll be as happy and look like these people. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. You know, but this is what we're marketing. We're not we're not selling you the product, we're selling you the lifestyle. Yeah, it's the it's the after effect you're selling. You're not yeah. selling, you know, the uh as you say, you're not selling the car. You're selling the driving down yeah. This beautiful road yeah. on a sunny day with your sunglasses on and your your blonde mm. in the passenger seat. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which doesn't exist, but you know, there's a car. There look, look at like fucking ads for perfume or something like that. Like mm. they're fucking mental. 
Oh yeah. Like what? What the fuck has this got to do with perfume? Like this is yeah. some fucking avant-garde stuff, and it's fucking some beautiful actress or something like that. And like, and then at the end it goes obsession by Calvin Klein. You're like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what that was for. Does that not happen? To you no? It happens to me all the time. <laughs> like, I, don't you hate when you put on links and all of a sudden four hundred women come running for you and you're going, oh, God, <laughs> and you're legging it down the street away from them. You know, what I mean? ah, I'm sick of it. First thing Ashing did, get rid of the links. You're not allowed to use links anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah happens all the time. Yeah, but you know, the well, ads are stupid, but I do think. Um, like the the most the best ads and the ads that do so well are the most relatable ones or the funny mm. ones or the people yeah. the, the most authentic ones they're the ones that do so do well like all the other stuff they annoy you like if you see this one come on and she has her apple and she's like oh my god do you want your teeth to be this white and she's fucking perfection on the screen it just pisses mm. you off yeah. like you're well, like yeah. people mm. will buy into that perfection absolutely yeah, you know of course because you're selling that image yeah. you're selling that yeah. lifestyle you're yeah, buying even a though, fucking coffee machine though. from George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, George like, Clooney has it. I want to be like George Clooney. George all, the, all these people, you're, man. you know, you're And it's like a subconscious thing. Like, Absolutely, even, yeah. Even though it might annoy you and piss you off and you might turn mm. off the telly, you still might look at that the next time you're in boots and go, fuck it, that's, that's your one. Your one mm-hmm. had that toupee, so I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but especially now when I think, I think it'll certainly be relatable for you, more of a... You know the the Instagram generation, mm. like you know, mm. you look like, oh, it's fucking mental. I've been in places before, and I've seen these young girls, like, and it's fucking instant. As soon as someone whips out the phone, they all know the pose. They all know how to hold their head. Mm. They, you know, they know what way to turn their body, and it's like a fucking just bang, pose, yeah, yeah. camera away, and finish again, like you know, and like I remember. Um, you know, times when I was on Tinder and stuff like that, I remember being in, uh, the time I was in London just before lockdown, and I was flicking in the hotel and I was flicking on Tinder and stuff like this, and you're talking these stunning, like, you know, stunners, but they all look the same, and they mm. all had the same poses, and they all had the same style of photographs, and there was, there was just no individualism. But when mm. that's what you're seeing, and even like, I remember listening to, uh, I remember listening to a podcast before and someone was talking about the Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, like, and I was like, there's no way naturally at his age you can have that body. Mm. He's doing stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, but what people see it? that and they go, oh, you know, Jesus, well, you know, that's, you know, if he, if he can be like that, you, you don't see <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've had so many young girls. Jeez, I remember I had one young, she's only a teenager. And like, oh, she wanted her, her role models were the Kardashians, like, mm. Mm. and it was like fucking f- in in my head. I'm face palming, like, and I'm trying to convey this to her that that's not real. Mm. You know, she has a professional makeup artist. That's a professional camera with a photograph that's been uploaded to Instagram. She's not taking that on her fucking iPhone. Been she has. It's she been, has money. It's she has it's money. She has all the money in the world to do whatever yeah. she wants. But for for any, any young girl, surgery and yeah. any young girl oh. that sees that and to think, oh well, look at that, and now look at me. Mm. I think the Kardashians. I know so many people love the Kardashians and love the show, and I'm probably not the best person because I I didn't watch the show at all really, but I just thought it was a bad moment for women. That whole plastic surgery kind of being glorified and mm, mm. 
you could look like this if you do this and if you get your lips yeah. done you could do, do you know I just well, look, I, how many people um, or uh, how many role models out there are selling a product at the end well, of the day nine times out of ten they're selling themselves they're selling they well, are the product they're a product or they're associated mm. with a product mm. or if you follow them then mm. you buy into this but so you know how much I mean? do the Kardashians get paid for like one Instagram post like they get a fucking shitload mm. You know, because to put up one post about something. The company who sponsors it mm. know that people will go out and buy the product they're selling. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, they're selling a product. They're a salesperson. That's all they are. Yeah. Mm. You know, your role model should not be a salesperson. Like, the reality of it is, is obviously, we're two men here, but you are a young woman, mm. and this has been your life. You know, you, mm-hmm. you've never known life without this. We have known life po- you know, pre-social media and stuff like that. Yeah. What, what's it like for you in this generation of, of what you see and and the impact that it has on has on you then? Um, I'll be honest now, like I'm very, I've always been very stand on my own two feet and don't mm. follow the crowd type of person. Like, um, so like personally, I wouldn't look at it the Kardashians say fuck it if I, if I just do this or if I just get my lips done and I think mm. the whole but then I'd, I'd be one to comment I'd be like getting your lips done is so stupid like why can't you just be mm. happy with the way mm. you wear and stuff but but then the argument then people get oh, but if it does if it helps my confidence why wouldn't I get it done and why wouldn't I invest in myself for this but you know I don't know um I just think it's sad that we can't just be happy with ourselves the way we are. Like, it just... Mm. Well, uh, you make a good point, Emer, because yeah, a lot of people will <laughs> say that when you lose weight, it brings you out in yourself more or mm. it gives you more self-confidence mm-hmm. or it gives you more belief that you belong more, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. You know, it gives you maybe a little bit more confidence when you're out with a group of friends to kind of speak up or um, have a bit of crack or else, you know, if you're single, they give you the confidence to go over and chat to somebody or whatever. It might give you more confidence in work, you know, but... Oh, lads, I think losing weight does wonders for people. Like, mm. it does wonders. Mm. There's no two ways about it. Like, it's so beneficial for your health and beneficial mm. for your confidence. And it is not. But I just feel like the pressure we put on on, on ourselves to have the perfect body and mm. to have the perfect mm. this and the perfect that. And it's just not sustainable. Like, it's not... Um, See, the thing about body confidence is, do you ever get to a point where you look in the mirror and go, yeah, I'm happy. And what happens then? Do you give up? Yeah. No, you, you, you have to keep it, maintaining it. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. more yeah, work goes into that. you have to maintain it. And, then, and then you have a slip. Or again, when you're yeah, a woman, your yeah. your body, your cycle, your monthly cycle, your mm. weight is changing that whole month. Mm. Like you're your lightest. As soon as your cycle finished, I think you're your lightest on like the, the beginning of the month. But then that fluctuates. And um, so, I, and then you're kind of like when I was skinny or like looking back on photos of a time where mm. you were super confident mm. and you might have got great photos that time and you're, you're constantly like, I need to get back to that weight. Mm. I need to get mm. back to there. Or, yeah. um, I just, I just, I, yeah. I, I know we're kind of focusing on the female side of it, but it's definitely there for, for males as well. Like, oh God, yeah. um, and I think that, that part of it is overlooked. I mean, I know personally, like, I would have been very self-conscious. Like, up until I was 21, I was eight stone, like, 
five foot ten and eight stone like mm. um and that was just my metabolism that was just my it's just the way i was it wasn't that i didn't eat you know i was mm-hmm. eating um but the slagging i used to get in school like oh you fucking skinny bastard like um mm. and i remember obviously you know you hit you hit secondary school and you know, you go playing soccer in the yard and, you know, in the middle of the summer, you have lads might have their T-shirts off and stuff like that. Like, I remember getting the fucking piss ripped down me. Oh, you fucking pigeon chest. Oh, mm. you fucking look at you, skinny bastard and all this kind of thing. Mm. I remember, um, I remember doing an acting class. We were in class, I was talking to a friend of mine before and whatever, I, I swear to God, the tutor must have overheard me talking. Um... Because we did, we were doing this role play thing in it then. And go, okay, you're in the gym. All right, right, shorts off. You're in the gym now. Act, you know, do as you would be doing in the change room. And I remember it specifically because I'd had a conversation with my friend beforehand. And I said, you know what? I said, I would get on stage and get my cock out quicker than I'd get my top off. I'm I'm that self-conscious around my chest and around my body. Yeah. Has that come from that slagging you would have got? Oh yeah, from all of from all of that that, that, that I grew up with, and then obviously I would put on weight, and um, and even now, you know, up up to Christmas I was doing the okay, I want to lose, I want to lose weight, mm. and even now, you know, I I'll say to Ashley, she's like, no, no, I won't eat that, like you know, I'm trying to trying to watch what I eat, and she's like, like you look fine, I was like, no, nah, I don't, you know, mm. in in my head. And how I see myself. Mm. And as much as she could tell me, like, you, you know, you're fucking, you're this, you're gorgeous. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. I don't see it. You know, mm. I will still see, oh, I got a bit of a belly there now. Or, you know, You'll see the chest isn't as yeah. firm as I want it to be. Or, yeah. you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll look, and, and I'll be conscious of that. And she'll be bringing out these dinners and like, I'm like fucking, oh, I, said, I, I won't eat all that. Like, that's. That, that's way too much like so mm. sure, yeah. you know and it's it's there like it's still it's it's something always there for me yeah. like you know yeah. and, and it's interesting as well the um the difference i think in men and women they're the the slagging that you get off the boys mm. would come out mm. they come straight out and say you're a skinny fucker or you're, no, fucker, you're, you're a fat bastard you're a you'll, fat you'll bastard well. which are yeah. which are man boobs and fucking yeah, this and yeah, that yeah, yeah. whereas like the girls no one's saying that to your face it's all going on behind your back if it is being yeah, said and you're yeah, yeah. you're conscious of that girls don't call you out and things like that like that's all mm. gone on, going on behind the scenes it's said mm-hmm. behind your back Which and that's actually <laughs> yeah and that's actually I don't know if we spoke about it before but that's actually the difference uh, between um, bullying between men and women women bullying and this is just a fact you know this isn't a stereotype it tends to be more psychological and emotional abuse mm-hmm. so I'd put a few I'd put a few scenarios out there and you tell me if you've ever experienced it or witnessed it like okay. a group of girls would be together and they'd be kind of pointing at you and laughing or they'd spread a rumour that one's a tramp or so she'd, she'd, she'd write anyone um, you'd be left out they're all they're all meeting up together you don't get the invite. It's very much about ostracization and, and damaging your reputation. Men, it tends to be more physical. Lads will kick the bollocks out of you, like. Yeah. They'll push you, they'll hit you. Um, it'll be, as I say, it'll be more blatant, you fat bastard. Mm. Whereas women, it's, you know, your name is wrote on the fucking toilet door, um, giggling in front of you, where when it's blatant that they're talking about you, leaving yeah. you out of things. Everyone else is invited, you're not invited. I've, have you well, does any of that relatable or um, yeah well it certainly I've, I've been around that kind of and this is the thing as well it mightn't have happened to you but you'd hear girls speaking you'd hear it yeah, being yeah. said about other people and you're like yeah. fuck if that's what they're saying about them what are they saying about me when mm. I'm not around mm. and that's where that that 
that gets into your your head then you're like God, mm. what? it's um do you know yeah and and that is that a fact like is that the this mm-hmm. like yeah, psychology tend, behind more, it yeah it tends to be more psychological or emotional and I think I think that's just down to the kind of physical side of you know men um, do you know what lads because I feel like when you're when you're talking about all these things like I even now I'm like oh god should I be contributing to this am I is this anti-feminist now but at the end of the day at the end of the day all these things like what you're talking about it comes back to the animal the primal this mm. is the way women have been like this kind mm. of is the way mm. women were back in the day the men with that aggression and we'll just kick the shit out of each other and then we'll move on that is that goes back to the beginning of time like like mm. there's no real arguing these things do you know what I mean like um, yeah I think it was I, I think Freud said I think it was attributed to Freud he said uh, society was born when the first insult was thrown instead of the first stone <laughs> yeah so instead of a stone we threw an insult mm. that was that was yeah. the birth of society Wow, yeah. Just going back to what um, Veronica mentioned there, start of the podcast, mm. suffering with uh, with anorexia. You know, when you see somebody, I, I don't know a whole lot about anorexia, but, mm. you know, when you see somebody who's anorexic, you, you know they're anorexic. But do they know they're anorexic? Do they still see the imperfections? So I think... Um Okay, like the three most common ones are like anorexia, nervosa, um, mm-hmm. bulimia, bulimia, and then there is binge eating disorder as well. But do you mean with anorexia, like are they aware that they're anorexic? Do they know they're anorexic? Yeah, yeah. Or are you kind of talking about like body dysmorphia as well? Like are they looking in the mirror seeing a, a bigger person yeah. than what, what is? I, like, I remember watching... I was made watch it loads of times when my sister was a, was a big fan of Karen Carpenter. Even you've probably never heard of Karen Carpenter. No, I've never yeah, heard of her. <laughs> the Carpenters. Uh, yeah, she was a singer herself and her brother were, were singers years ago. But um, I do love the Carpenters. Oh, there you go. Well, that's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there, yeah. I like their music. Like, there you but, go. Yeah. yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, obviously the lead singer, Karen Carpenter. But she was anorexic. She died of anorexia, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember in the movie, though, you had to sit through hundreds of times. Um, she used to look in the mirror and think she was fat and you're looking at her and go, well, you're not fat <laughs> you know, mm. you know mm. it's almost skeletal but you know my question Jesus. is do they still see themselves as, as fat like is there something they're seeing that nobody else is seeing you know their perception yeah you, yeah, it's usually, that usually is the case and you know no matter how many times they're told otherwise Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's obviously you know deeper, deeper psychological issues there. It's a, it's uh, a mental illness, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I've heard it, you know, and I've had I've had young clients, you know, you know, particularly young girls that have been hospitalised for it and stuff like that, and you know, like that, the the tricks that they have, you know, is drinking loads of water before you go in, taking a shower before you go in, make not drying your hair so your hair is wet. You're trying to make up every ounce of weight before they put they on the, before they put you on the scales. Okay. Because if you're and under a certain weight, they won't. You know, if you're in if you're hospitalized, they won't let you. They won't let you leave. So right. they go to great. You know, sometimes they go to great lengths in any effort just to make that weight. Is so there they a know common what theme though with, with anorexia? With um, with eating disorders as well, like what you spoke about there, the um. There's so much shame around these mental illnesses. There's mm. so much stigma mm. around them 
that the secrecy and the the tricks that, as you said, like the tricks that they have to go to to hide the fact that this is mm. what they have. Yeah, um, the baggy clothes, all of that. Yeah. Or like bulimic, people mm. who suffer with bulimia, like they're making themselves sick and they're doing everything they can to clean the toilet so that people don't know that they've just made themselves sick or yeah. brush their teeth and get the sick smell off them. And then they're going back down to their families and trying to pretend like they didn't just vomit up their whole dinner mm. you know it's all mm. about hiding what's going on it's all yeah. about yeah, the secrecy it and, yeah the secrecy and the shame in it for mm. them yeah so it's See, just it just like it's like a double it's like doubling up what they're going through then because not mm. only is this thing this mental illness do they have this mental illness but also they have to hide it from everyone and there is yeah. they're they're so ashamed of the fact that they're doing this to mm. their bodies well, one, one thing that is forgotten about around the likes of uh, bulimia so anorexia obviously you're, you're not eating bulimia you tend to eat but then you, you vomit but the other thing that you know a lot of people don't realize is also taking laxatives mm. so it's not just it's not just vomiting you know they will also take a lot of laxatives um, as well um, and like that you know clean the toilets bottles of bleach to hide the smell it's you know there's so many mm. different factors and you know the thing that the thing that breeds shame is secrecy mm-hmm. you know I remember one one young girl a lovely lovely little thing um, and she'd been hospitalised for, for bulimia and stuff like that and you know her treatment all they were doing was making sure you know she ate this amount and you know she was making this weight and then she came to me and what I was doing was well I was getting to the to the root of well why are you bulimic and she's like mm-hmm. no one's asked me all these questions before I said but you've you've been hospitalized like surely he's like no no just all they want to do they want to make sure you're eating they want to make sure you're you're at a healthy weight they're mm-hmm. not really bothered of why you haven't eaten disorder yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like um, I think with like bulimia as well it's kind of like um, oh you need to stop doing that what are you doing that for do you understand what you're doing to your body and this mm. and that is more like if somebody does find out in the family mm. or your friends find out you're you're doing this to your body you, you know the damage you could be doing is just again shame and reminding yeah. you how ridiculous yeah, well, you're oh, being that's, all that's going to that do is just like make sure that. you don't get caught the next time that is mm. that is <laughs> not, not going to make it any better. Yeah. I just anything. won't get caught. Yeah, that is not Pushing solving anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But are we are we obsessed as an Irish nation with weight? You know, the typical Irish mammy. You know, she'll feed you, feed you, feed you, feed you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's maybe more so with sons, and then maybe point to the daughter and going, "Oh, you want to watch? No, you want to watch your figure, and you want to make sure now you're you're not eating too much and all well, this." Well, the stuff. common. I mean, the very common thing that I have seen on on either side of the weight, either overweight or underweight clients that I have, and you know, I can't speak to this specific. I can only speak my general, my general experience in clinical practice is a lot of it goes back to the mother's own issues around food, mm-hmm. um, and or the parents, you know, from such a young age, instilling you want to watch what you're eating now. You know, I remember one, one client that was brought or hospitalised at, you know, prepubescent, um, you know, for being overweight. And, but yet, mother would still make, as soon as they got in from school, before, you know, as soon, once you got in from school, it was a frozen pizza mm. into the oven. And then you had your dinner later on as well, like, and, 
you know, and that 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 young client, you know, rural background, big fucking hefty meals, like, and she was a tiny little thing, and part of it for her was not wanting to be rude, and you had to clean your, you had to clear your plate, and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But very often, there's a lot, and particularly with the women I see, there, there's a lot around. Their mother would have had their own their own issues around mm-hmm. around weight, and you know they're so. So you know, Osher the jizz the rat weight watchers, and then the rat slim and world, and then the Osher she was always on some diet, mm. and then it's drilled into the daughter that you know acceptance and yeah. love is based on being slim or being skinny, you know, not being overweight. Um, happiness as well. Happiness. Yeah, is, yeah, uh, yeah. You won't be happy until you're this weight. And, yeah. So I think a um, lot of a lot of parental unresolved issues around food and around weight gets passed on to gets passed on to the children. Many times mm-hmm. were you told when you were younger, you're not getting up from that table unless you've cleared that plate. Everything on that plate must be. Yeah, yeah. You know, and still to this day, I will eat everything on my plate. Now I, I'm I think a great that's a very eat, older generation mm, Irish thing. Mm. Like my grandparents, my granddad mm. would have said. You eat every scrap off that, and I yeah. think I think that comes back to, like, I you know, like the the famine. Like you, no, you so. appreciate yeah, every yeah, yeah. every yeah, pit, yeah. bit of food you, know you have. Them. Like that's not going to but waste. Like where we're, the next meals come from? Yeah, we're, mm, we're, yeah. yeah. But we funny don't enough, waste you know, food in this country, kind of a thing. Like you know, well, we're having dinner here. You know, Laura will, um, she mightn't eat everything on the plate. She might leave like. A little bit to one side when she's finished or something like that, and like I often look like, oh, like it's just a forkful. Can you not squeeze that into you? Mm. Oh, I'm full. I don't want anymore. That's it. Mm. Yeah, but that's you know, healthy. And that is that's, healthy. That's yeah, really yeah. healthy. I'm going. Yeah. I'll eat that. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I remember that. I remember I had it with, with James's mother. It was the first time I'd had that realization. Now, and I remember we actually had the discussion. She had been a chef, and I remember we had the discussion of. You know, and I, I was saying a lot of my food, a lot of my issues I have with food are from that, you know, being force fed, basically. Mm-hmm. You're not fucking leaving the table. I don't care if it's gone cold. You know, you'll fucking finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I said, well, I was brought up, you know, you clear your plate. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, so like, well, we were brought up with, well, eat until you're full. Mm-hmm. And each of us, the other experience was totally alien. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like that, I'm I'm still now, and I had it at the I had it at the weekend, I had it at Ashley, and I was far. I was like, she's like, Jesus, what's wrong with you? I said that fucking meal is just, I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. and because like I said, it was a huge portion, but and in my head I'm going, I can't eat all that, and mm-hmm. I also don't want to be rude. She's after making all this food, I can't waste that food. There's mm-hmm. still that battle in my head of don't waste it, clear your plate, mm-hmm. with the other part of going, well, I'm fucking full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a bit of an issue with um, how fast I eat. I eat way too fast. I've gotten better at it now, but um, I've always been like a wolf with my food. Like any boyfriend I've ever had, I was always finished before them mm. at the dinner table. My family, I'm finished first. And I think it was like, uh, and it struck me that it was really unhealthy. Not only is it unhealthy physically for your body mm. to eat that fast, mm. but like it's, it's like a mental thing. It was like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because you probably have a habit of grazing afterwards because you you don't process it. Because if you, you eat don't very, give very your, quickly, your head mm. doesn't process it. And later on, you're going, oh, I'd love a slice of toast. Your body you know, doesn't feel full. You're not giving your body yeah. a chance. You're yeah, not yeah. giving it a chance. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, 
yeah this this whole mindful you're from eating a big family Emma are you you're from a big family uh, there's five of us at home but we've I have a huge extended family and we would all you'd often you'd often see that in a big family I've heard it so many times of you fucking ate it because someone else had robbed it off your so plate. Well, you this is this is yeah. this is how I was brought my dad's fork was going around from yeah, plate to plate. Right. Yeah. So that's that's where that came from, I think, as well. Mm. Um, I'm probably guilty of doing that to the kids a little bit. <laughs> you know, in the sense, you know, you're trying to get them to eat and they're at the table and they're going, da, 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 da. <laughs> and you're oh, still starving. On. You're looking, yeah, going, yeah. Jesus you Christ. You cleared your plate 20 minutes ago. And oh, like, big come time. On. And they're messing, you know, they've turned yeah. around in the back of the chair and you're going, yeah. come on, please, yeah. will you? And, no, no, no. Right, I'm going to eat it. No. And they're there, you know, it's kind of pretend to eat. And you go, no, no, give me that. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to put it in the bin. And I do understand that I'm probably not helping their situation but at the same time you're going like you know you, you have to eat you have to eat but do we do we have a bit of a, um, an obsession with it and let's say um give you an example uh, my little girl is four and she is very very skinny but she will eat everything around her mm. you know she will eat an adult portion of dinner she eats adult portions of breakfast you know, and she's a huge appetite, like loves oh, her huge, yeah, like like her mom. You know what I mean? No waiting or anything, but mm. you know, great metabolism. Mm. And we brought her over to the, for, for her checkups. You know, the kids' checkups to get mm. like the developmental checkups and all this kind of stuff. But I remember the the nurse looking at her, going, "Oh, she's very skinny. She's very skinny." Well, well, look, she's she couldn't eat know. anymore. Yeah, she, yeah, she eats yeah, all around yeah. her, and she's going. Uh no no she we might get her to see somebody like what's the point she eats everything she mm, eats very mm, healthy food mm. you know only recently we asked her uh, something like oh do you want do you want a treat do you want chicken nuggets and she went what's chicken nuggets shit we never give her chicken nuggets she doesn't even mm. know what they are you know but she would always get healthy food but you know this nurse insisted no no maybe she should talk to a dietitian and you're gone she eats everything and we've a young lad who is. Uh, He's two, but he's bigger, he's stockier, you know, and it looks like he eats all around him, but he's very finicky about his food. He won't eat a whole lot. He won't eat as much as she will, but mm. they'll look at him, developmental checkup, and go, oh, he's grand. Healthy he's a guy. young man. Uh, and yeah, look at yeah, him. He's eating yeah. his food, and you're going, actually, he's not. I need a dietitian for him. Mm. Do you know, know and it comes to back oh, to that no, look thing. look at the weight on him. Well, he may have weight. But it mightn't be good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it comes back to that as well, what we were saying earlier. Like, no one knows you better than you know yourself, but no one mm. knows your kids better than you know them as well. Do you know, mm, when you're listening course, to a yeah. doctor mm. advise you and you're like, one second now, <laughs> I know my child and, yeah. and she eats all around her. So, And you like, often wonder, the doctor's looking at you going, do you have the issue? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you telling me something that doesn't exist? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I do think there is a bit of an obsession with weight as well. Mm. You know? I do think as well here because historically everyone was like, um, I think this country used to be very, um, like everyone used to walk everywhere and we weren't mm. as, like we're gone very Americanized since like we'd say when the like American culture and fast food and all this, like that's yeah. kind of drastic change in Ireland anyway. from mm. the last kind of 30 years, like. Mm. Um, Being able to afford a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. 
Yeah. So you'd wonder there, like, what kind of cultural change, those kind of cultural changes, how they've affected the kind of psyche, the Irish psyche as well, like, and... Mm. Yeah, like, I think that, I think that's, I think that's prevalent everywhere, of that globalisation that, mm. you know, everywhere is just a carbon copy now of America. Yeah. You know, every corner is a Starbucks or, yeah. you know, now it's Costa, or if you go to London, fuck me, they're everywhere, fucking Pret-a-Manger. Oh, yeah. Like, you know... Greg's. Can you yeah. imagine that, like? You know, what did, what did you have? There was just a cafe... You know, you yeah. went in, you had your greasy spoon, you had a mug of tea, and that was it, like. And you yeah, the cafe it was like a cup something. of tea you get at home, like. Yeah, what you yeah, get, in like, a mug, yeah. a cracked yeah. fucking mug. <laughs> yeah. Stained, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but look, you know, going back to the the, the point about anorexia, and you know, you were saying that uh, people will go in, or uh, bulimic people who are bulimic will go in, and you know, they'll they'll get sick, they'll vomit their dinner back up at their lunch or whatever. But they're obviously missing out on nutrients. I mm. They'll probably mm. go get mm. supplements and the, the chemist or whatever. But at the end of the day, I always maintain that you don't put on weight by eating too much. You put on weight by eating too much of the wrong food. You can go eat as many mm. vegetables, as much fruit as you like, you know, and you will not put on weight. Mm-hmm. But you eat the wrong foods, then you will put on weight. You know, Alan, you were saying about... The young lad been brought home from school and given a, a frozen pizza into the oven. The girl, then, young girl. Oh, the girl, the sorry. And then yeah. that'll do you until you get your dinner or whatever. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's a full really oven pizza, like, and you know yeah. the shite that's in them. Ah, mm. there's nothing. There's nothing healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, anything Yeah, but at the end of the that, day, I, I do, I do um, kind of think as well that, like, it's very hard these days to... Uh, to happily live through life with with um, depri- depriving yourself of things like, and I think we do too much label foods like good food and bad food. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, food is food. Food is food, yeah. and um, obviously you have to be you have to be conscious. And um, too much of anything is is bad for you. Like, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, is, is, is all struggles with food, Alan? Is it psychological, or are there some things you're just born with? You know, yeah. Well, sometimes it's it's genetics. Um, you know, as you said, you know, Quiva, she's the same as she's the same as Laura. Like Ashley would eat a bigger dinner to me, and she's a size eight. I think, like you know, it's you know, that, and that's just genetics. I think I think they've actually discounted kind of now of oh, they're just high metabolism. It's not high metabolism. It's just genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's just the way they're, they're, they're that's just the way they're born. That's just the way they're. The way they're made, the way they're made. Uh, we we touched on it before. Of I think it was the the New Year episode. You know, you know, comfort eating. You know, you're eating your feelings. Your, you know, food being a you know our most basic mood modifier. Mm-hmm. Fats, yeah. sugar, salt. You know, mm-hmm. that's the shit that tastes good because that's the shit uh, through evolution which gave the most. Uh, which gave the most calories mm. and the reality when, is we all are addicted to refined sugars like we're yeah. all of us everyone yeah, who, yeah. who loves chocolate and has to have yeah. chocolate every week or every every evening mm. you're addicted to refined sugars like that's the mm. problem it's uh, as you said like mood that's your mood modifier like that's you're looking forward the whole day you're spending you're looking mm. forward to that chocolate with your cup of tea mm. yeah yeah and but what would we say if that was the the alcoholic looking forward to the can Calendar. Or me yeah. looking forward to the few. joint last year. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. the food and the sugar that 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 flies under the radar, those those acceptable ones. And you know, and again, like that that young client, she said, like no one's asked me these questions. 
no one's looked at the history of food and the attitude of food in my family of my mother constantly dieting mm-hmm. the fucking plate being overflowing with with food portions um, mm-hmm. regardless of the size of me you know stuff like this that you know you, you talk about Quiva there how much you eat and you know what you you know what would have been said about her when I was growing up oh she is worms <laughs> worms yeah do you know what I mean like, I don't even worms. know if that even a thing I don't even what know if that was worms? a thing but that's what you're what is, is worms but we were all yeah. when we were younger being like I don't know does she have worms yeah. <laughs> it's a thing like there's something wrong like there has to be something wrong with that one yeah. there, no, but. It, 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 it is a thing it's like a worm that lives in your, your lower intestine yeah, it's a parasite or something and they'll, yeah. they'll eat away at the food and the nutritions mm. and yeah it's actually worms and there's only one way to come out and that's yep uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Flat, seven I, <laughs> <laughs> flat seven up yeah. cure for everything COVID flat seven up <laughs> what was but, that about as well yeah. like <laughs> we had a doctor who used to prescribe that flat seven up flat seven or warm up, seven yeah. up was another one yeah anything, yeah boil seven up anything yeah. that was yeah. wrong with us when we were younger it was boil yeah. seven up like yeah sugar yeah, that's yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah, but, but um, so many psychological issues around. I mean, even the likes of body dysmorphia, where people, you know, what you know, people what they see in the mirror, you know, what they see versus the reality. You, you know, like as you said, like these are mental illnesses. Like they've actually done they've done studies with people with dysmorphia, and they've, they've kind of put them through uh, like a, a cut-out template. You know, we all know our uh, we have parts of our brain, and we all know spaces that we fit through. That, that we can walk down because we know the dimensions of our body. We have a good idea, yeah. Yeah, people that's with body... That's why whiskers, apparently. That's right, yeah, yeah. Whiskers yeah. are the width of their body. The fit, so yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and people with body dysmorphia. So they will see... So one of their own size, they, they don't consider that they can fit through that. You know, they, they literally see the space that which they take up as being bigger... Mm. than what what they actually are yeah so yeah what do you say to somebody alan who comes into you with let's say um, an eating disorder yeah i I'd get now depending on the severity because the unfortunately the majority of people with eating disorders that i guess at that point are usually hospitalized and the unfortunate thing is, is then they're brought into that hospital system they're brought into that health service and like that what's your weight this week what have you eaten let's see your food diary uh, are you the weight grand or the weight you're supposed to be but they've taken a shower before they is went that, in is that the problem that they're not seen as mental they're, illnesses well like they're not they're seen not. as a person you're just yeah. seen as right. she's you know, not well, eating we need to get her eaten yeah nothing yeah. about why she's doing but, this uh, you said it yourself even when you were when you were hospitalised you know you weren't offered counselling you weren't no you know, no, no one therapy. no one looked to see well what's going on why mm. You know, and like that, I go, well, why, why, when did this, like, uh, I, I have a male client at the minute with an eating disorder and he's been doing, he's been doing great recently, thankfully. But, you know, no one bothered with the why. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was all. You know, no one his- looked at, oh, well, your father died there recently and your eating disorder got worse. Yeah. You know, of course, when, you know, and any, any person with eating disorder will tell you, like, when your life is out of control, and this is the deeper psychological side of it is, well, you can control your food. Mm. That's what you can control. When everything else is out of control, that's when the eating disorder kicks in. Because yeah. you're trying to maintain some level of control over something in mm. in your life. Mm. But um, it's interesting as well what you were saying of like 
nobody is asking the what like um I had this conversation today so one of the coaches I work with Noel he um he's from uh just outside Belfast but we've worked together for the last couple of years but then we, we moved online he brought me on to teach Pilates as well and we had this discussion today he got a new client and he said she broke down on the phone to him crying and he said it was the first time that had ever happened to him um, and it, this was the first consultation now but he see what Noel does is he he it's not like, right, you want to lose weight, this is what we have to do. He'll always get into, right, why? What? Why do you want to lose weight? And get into the psychology of it. And it just makes such a difference because it's a different question then. It's like, um, that's your goal. Your goal is to, uh, to, to get to the bottom of these demons that are inside your head. Mm, and it, mm. like weight loss then is just a, it's, it's a byproduct of, you're going to change your lifestyle for the better, do you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It makes yeah, such a difference. Like, when someone asks you the why, why do you feel like this? Why, mm. do you, why are you acting mm. like this? Or why do you have to make this change? Um, mm. It's a... Uh, I, I think there's also, I think what's it's a totally maybe there's... totally different question. There's a... Uh, I think maybe what's gone to the other extreme now as well of, well, just be healthy in your body. Mm. You know, just be happy and just, just accept yourself. Uh, I remember listening to some some guy. He's a personal trainer, very well, very well known. Fucking written a book and everything like that. And he's like, "No, fuck that! Like, that's wrong." Because just because, but you're taking a physical toll on your body. That's mm -hmm. taking a toll on your heart. That's taking a toll on your vital organs. Like that's not. I think he was was this Vogue or Vanity Fair or Cosmopolitan had put on all these uh, naked women or including athletes and stuff like that and they're like oh and they're all beautiful and stuff like that and I said that may be the case but they're not all healthy mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it, it had kind of gone to the other extreme of well accepting everyone and everyone is everyone is beautiful and everyone is happy in their body but it's not what healthy what about their health what yeah. about their organs yeah, what exactly. about yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's the other end of the spectrum on it yeah. Mm. Um, Joe Wicks made a good point there recently. That, you know, Joe Wicks is big into healthy eating, exercise, all this kind of stuff. But he came out recently and said, look, when you look after your head and, you know, you're, you suffer from depression, anxiety, etc. When you look after your mental health, it will start to show on your physical health. Mm, mm. So look after that first and your physical health will follow. You know, you'll be eating better. You know, you might be drinking less or not at all. You might give up smoking or, you know, you might give up the drugs or whatever. But, you know, once you do that, you will see the benefits on your your physical health. Mm -hmm. You know, so sort out that first and then the the physical benefits will come. Yeah. You know, so you have a lot of people working backwards. Yeah. Yeah. But then they kind of, it kind of comes hand in hand, like a way of... Helping your head is to exercise. Do you mm -hmm. know, uh, that'll clear your mind. Mm. You'll instantly, feel, you will feel better immediately mm. afterwards. Um, I've never regretted a workout. Have you ever? No, you no, ever? never, not once. No, no. No, you never regret it. When you I know. do them. <laughs> <laughs> do you do workouts anymore? Uh, no, I was up to last week, just this week. Um, mm. You know, like I said, I'm fucking flat out at the minute. And of course, all of that perpetuates itself, like, you know. Yeah. Um, I had a client uh, in this week and like that you know has put on weight has had a lot of lifestyle changes uh, is busy in work so obviously 
eats the shite, fuck something in the oven, mm. uh, and then is upset because it's put on weight, is feeling worse then, is feeling sluggish, is feeling shite, so doesn't have the motivation to cook anything, so you fuck something in the oven and... Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all, it's just all yeah. perpetual. Like. That happens. You know, there are days yeah, where yeah, you go, yeah. geez, I was planning on doing a nice um, a stir fry or something like that, but mm-hmm. this happened, got delayed, whatever. So I had to throw a fucking chicken burger and chips into the oven. You know, you know what? what? That's the problem is then. Okay. <laughs> the problem is then that we beat ourselves up for having a chicken mm. burger and chips. Like for fuck's sake, you had the chicken burger, and you enjoyed it. You needed it. It was convenient at the time. Mm-hmm. You'll eat healthy tomorrow. Tomorrow exactly. is always a new day, and that is like it, just because you had one bad meal, or and it's not even a bad meal. You had a meal that was more calories or whatever than. Mm-hmm. Or maybe wouldn't have been as nutritious as something you could add, but like, mm. no, like we just lack compassion with ourselves. Like we beat ourselves up for mm. everything that mm-hmm. we in, do. Like in terms of body image, you know, you were saying Emer that you know when you look around when you're growing up, you see the perfect models and the perfect size and all this kind of stuff. But if you were to let's say on a normal day, you know, sit outside a cafe and just people watch. And many people would be overweight. Mm. Many people would have the, the perfect body, as as you would call it. Yeah. This is it. That's, you know a, that's I mean? my whole point. It doesn't exist. No, as opposed it's to... It's very, the, very rare that you see social so. media and TV and that and magazines or newspapers or whatever. I don't know if anybody really reads the newspapers anymore. But, you know, when you're surrounding yourself in that world, of course you're going to look around and go, geez, everybody's perfect except me. You know, it's if you're so far from the truth, like yeah, it is. It's so if you're far following from the people truth. on Instagram or on on Facebook, Twitter, who are, you know, these uh, influencers or whatever, um, yeah, coaches, you know, of course they're going to look good. They're selling the product, mm. but yeah. you know, when you you just watch the people walking past you and you ask yourself the question, many of those are are overweight. Many are, um, you know, not the the perfect figure. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you, you're looking at about 70% of people at least. Yeah, and we just need to stop this comparison game and just, like, mm-hmm. how how fascinating is it that everyone's body is different? It's, it, mm. they're, they're all different. Mm. Everyone, how many billion people in the world? We all have different bodies and different, we, look, we all look different. No, no two people are the same. Like, mm. it's fascinating. But and then you look at the different cultures as well. It's funny because I know, I was talking to a guy who um, lived in Africa for a few years. And he was saying that, you know, the men would look for the women with bigger hips. Yeah. You know, yeah with more yeah. weight on them. Because the childbearing hips, I think was the term mm. he used. Gosh, you, know? Yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. you know, um yeah. you know, the bigger the the, the better to be able to, to carry a, a healthy child and all that. Well yeah. they would look at a skinny woman and go, No, not happening. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, but then you've you've that goes both ways. You've men yeah. who only yeah, want skinny women. Yeah. Do you know? I mean yeah. um and it goes back to, again, what we were saying on the Tinder episode, like not everyone's going to like everyone. Everyone likes different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. And like, this is what, like, we should be just, instead of that comparison, oh, I wish I was like that, I wish I was like that, just embrace what you have and work with your body. And I mean, we're, we all have this machine that is our bodies and just kind of have to form a relationship with it and, and love it rather than shame in it and I wish this was different I wish this was different I know mm. now it's easy to say that when you don't have a, an eating disorder mm. it's very easy to say that 
yeah, um, I think I think, I think that's we, the, should be the end goal anyway. Like just yeah, uh, I think health. I think health should be the end goal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, once, once you're healthy, mm. you know, once you're healthy and you're happy, everything um, else will James, follow. James Smith was that that guy, that personal trainer that was saying like, oh, no, right. you're actually fucking, you know, it's unhealthy. You know, you're trying to make this point of everyone's beautiful and everyone's happy and everyone's gorgeous, but no, that that's that's not healthy. No, mm. it's not. And even the once you're happy, I know now, I know exactly what you mean, obviously. And once you're happy is such a, but um, the reality is, lads, we're we're happy, we're sad, we're angry, we're we're all the human emotions. Uh, this destination of happy as well is not realistic. Like it's not. No, I feel no, like it's but that's, that's what we're sold. We're yeah, all running we're towards this when we're yeah. happy. And come on, like some days you're happy, some days you're not so happy. Mm. That's the reality. Jesus, mm-hmm. I got a brilliant one out of James today. I'm trying to trying to paraphrase what he said. I was supposed to have a couple of clients today and I was like, oh, sorry, I have to, you know, I have to go to work today. And I, and I was like, oh, I don't like that. He's like, why? I was like, well, that's, that's time I'm not getting with you. Like, I was like, yeah, but we still get time together. I was like, yeah, but it's, I said, it's two hours out of that I don't get to be with you. But he said, well, yeah, sometimes things are like that, he said. <laughs> I was like, fuck me. I was like, there it is, buddy. That, how profound is that? How yeah, profound brilliant. is that? Yeah, yeah. They always say that, that if we just looked at the world through kids' eyes. Of babes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. then we'd be so much happier. Well, what's the modern equivalent? Well, it bees like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the way things some, are. Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Even to, are there to see when we got a takeaway and, you know, for once, it's all right, we're like, get, get an ice cream with Ben and Jerry's joke. And we were eating the Ben and Jerry's. And I remember, I remember actually having the moment and uh, he put the spoon down. I was like, you done? Yeah, I'm finished now. He'd had enough. You know, he listened yeah. to his body mm-hmm. instead of like, yeah, get all the ice cream, get all the oh, pizza. Oh, yeah. isn't this it Had as well, lads? Now. Listen to your body. And yeah. I know, I know um, everyone with an eating disorder is battling, you know, it's a, it's a mental thing. But if you just, again, like listen to what your body is telling you, like your body mm. is crying out saying that this is, this is not... You're not treating me the way that you you need to be here. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. listening yeah, to your body is such a it's such yeah, a thing that we need to constantly yeah. remind ourselves to do. Like, don't we? Because mm, sometimes and we can be too in our heads, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen yeah. to actually what your body is telling you. Like, mm. um, mm. someone said before that uh, your your stomach is the size of your fist. Everyone's stomach is the size of their fist. Mine so apparently tiny. so. That, that's the <laughs> obviously, it, obviously it expands. But you know, if imagine if you just ate, ate to that to that size. But that's the size of it, like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just someone said that to me recently. I, I don't know if that if that's true or not. I think it was a client that had mentioned it to me. Um, no, but you're but right, look at us I now, lads, aren't we? Because it's such a sensitive issue, and we're just yeah. afraid to say the wrong things because, uh, you, especially around food and eating disorder, because you don't yeah. know are you. Yeah, um, because exactly, and you don't know how people view food, and you don't know what you. One thousand percent. I had this conversation with a young client yesterday. You do not know what's going on inside someone's as much. You don't know what's going on inside someone's house. Even inside the fucking house, the partner doesn't know what's going on inside someone's head. Someone's head. Of mm. how they view food or how they view themselves or, you know, what their relationship is with it. And, mm. you know, like that, you know, for, for me in the past of, you know, James as a man, but we were, we were brought up to, well, eat until you're full, like. 
Mm. And then when you're full, you know, that that wasn't it. Ashling has this amazing, like, how she sees food. She looks at it as vitamins, like, well, that's getting your iron in there. That's getting mm. that, that's such and such. <laughs> that's the way she views food, like, you know. Probably way to do it. I just Absolutely, say, eat, yeah. Eat a rainbow. Jesus. Do you ever hear that term? Yeah. No. Eat a rainbow. The more colourful your plate, the more healthy it is. Mm. Yeah. You know, so you have plenty of dark colours, light colours, mm. you know. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. Eat a rainbow. Yeah. 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 And eat as much yeah. as you can. Mm-hmm. And so, like sometimes like that you know you can have like I, I I spoke about my own experience you can have issues with food not even know it <laughs> until someone else comes along and you go oh that all oh, right fuck oh well, that's what I was brought up with. yeah that's, and that that's you know, even that's with me learned. with the f- how fast I was eating and stuff like mm. that I, I noticed that like people always said it to me but it was like something that everyone laughed at like sure one there is fucking finished already kind of a thing mm. then I was like this is some. this is so unhealthy like, you this probably is got praised like, for it oh look at Eamon Eamon her 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 you know yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. look at you still taking ages to eat her dinner you know yeah. Yeah. I remember, remember a client actually told me last week oh, like that would have hit you know large family uh, like that with a horse down the food and that was it so she was called a horse and a yeah, big hunger that's what they all that's what they all used to call her yeah because she 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 cleared she you know she ate so fast mm. but then that could cause an eating disorder as well especially yeah, yeah. a woman no woman wants to be told you're the you're the horse oh, <laughs> no woman wants that like. big time big time yeah. Yeah, yeah now you go to the other thing of going well I'm never going to fucking be seen eating in public again so now I'm shamed so now I'm either you know, I, I develop an eating disorder and I become anorexic or, you mm-hmm. know, a serious unhealthy weight loss or I binge and purge indoors where no one can see me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've it's often heard the secrecy and shame around around food and eating yeah. that, that goes yeah. along. I've often heard that of, uh, of some women. I'm sure men do it as well, but they'll never eat in public in front of other people. Mm. You know, as in, but, you know, I don't want them to think I'm, I'm a fat cow. You're eating to stay alive. That's what you're doing. That's what everybody does. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. You know, you're, you're afraid of other people judging you, thinking, oh, look at that fat cow eating. No, you're eating food because you need to live. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, that's you what know? kind of uh, strikes me as well about food has gone so... Um, it's all about numbers. So it's all about calories mm, and it's all about mm, price. Mm. It's all about price. Oh, but that's that. That's You're out in a restaurant, say... Um, Whatever those are, <laughs> but yeah. you're in a restaurant. I remember, and I remember them. <laughs> you remember those? Once upon mm-hmm. a time, uh, you're looking at the price rather than oh, what am I hungry for? Or like, like this is fuel for our bodies. This is food. Yeah. This is how mm-hmm. we stay alive. Mm-hmm. What the yeah. what? How how far removed we are from from how it, yeah. it should be like. Um, you said it on the food and fitness episode. P, you've gone. You know. You wouldn't put dirty diesel, wouldn't put dirty diesel in your car. Like you wouldn't put mm-hmm. dirty fuel in your car. But mm. this is this is what we put into ourselves because it's all instant and it's all accessible and it's all and it's all cheap. Yeah, I hate when I see like McDonald's ads on telly or like like I've noticed it a lot this year as well with um with the we got one of those uh fire sticks so we had like all the american um, oh, yeah, movies yeah. and tv shows and the ads lads the ads mm. were literally all big pharma fast food it was like yeah. Yeah. medication fast food every single and it was and just there, like there's one more missing from that which is lawyers yeah, yeah. A lot. Yeah, i remember yeah. we were in new york and watching a bit of tv on downtime in the apartment and that's all it was like one episode of the simpsons which is like 20 minutes long 
would mm. be half an hour because it takes like four breaks. Yeah. And all it is, yeah, lawyers, um, yeah. I just say Emer, big pharma, and then takeaways. And and do you know what the thing is? They're the most psychological, like they're the most harmful for our health, we'd say. Um, well, not like obviously medications are harmful, but can be. And mm. selling it in a way like kind of over the counter drugs as well is what mm. is what is what you see. But like the power of a pizza ad. Like, lads, you'd be sitting there and your mouth is watering <laughs> looking at this pizza <laughs> ad. Like, you see this, the mm. cheese and you immediately want pizza, like, when you see it. Mm. I tell you, but, every every time I see Snoop Dogg now, I go, I can do with a fucking takeaway, you know that? <laughs> just <laughs> Oh, you're sure he's the face of Just Eat? Like, yeah. it's mad. And yeah, I just everyone eat, And he's the skinniest fucker you'll ever see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. But, like, everyone now, obviously, with the, with the COVID stone, you know, putting on weight over lockdown and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what else is there? Like, yeah. You know, I, remember I, said, I said to myself, and actually, I had a conversation for two weeks ago. I'm fucking sick of takeaways. What I wouldn't give just to get dressed up, just to go out for dinner, mm-hmm. just to go out for a meal, just something different. And, you know, because yeah. everyone, sure, what can you do? You're just sitting in, how the fuck will we get takeaway? But you know, do you know what the gas thing is? Like, um, maybe once every two weeks, we'll go for a takeaway. And any time I go into town of a Saturday night, let's say around half seven, eight o'clock to pick it up, Anybody in town is just there to pick up a takeaway. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. or maybe out for a walk or something, you know, they're power walking. Mm. But anybody in Mullingar town is just there for a takeaway. And you, you know? know what? The interesting thing about restaurants and, and stuff, I only copped this the other day because I made myself my favorite. My favorite breakfast is a fried egg on toast, right? Fried egg on toast. And I made it exactly the way I wanted it. <laughs> Crispy, but gooey egg. Mm. And then the yolk of the egg just seeping into the toast. And it was just perfect. But like it cost me about 20 cents to make it, right? We'd say mm. if you break it down. Yeah. Mm. But I was like, I would never order that out, right? I would never, because I was thinking about like how much I miss going for breakfast and stuff, but I would never order that. I'd always order like pancakes or something because mm-hmm. if they brought me down eggs and they weren't the way I like my eggs, I'd be mm. snapping and it would spoil mm. my day, right? <laughs> but then I was thinking, like, you pay like twelve fifty for eggs on toast, probably the cheapest thing to make, one of the cheapest yeah, things yeah, to yeah, make. Yeah, 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 you're right. But you're not paying for the food like you're not no. going to a restaurant actually for the food you're only mm. going for the experience for the change of yeah, scenery of and for yeah. the yeah. for the decor and the comfort and the seeing mm. the person that you haven't seen in ages you know yeah. and I think well, that's it's the experience let, yeah. yeah let me tell you something Emer. Donald Skehan described my recipe for making eggs as a game changer his words oh, not go mine go on go yeah. on heat the pan up just a little bit of olive oil heat the pan up medium let's say if you go to zero to nine on your hob go to about six or seven uh let it heat up crack your egg into it and then just put a lid on top of the frying pan and leave it for about 90 seconds done perfect and it's exactly the way you want it perfect absolutely perfect nice little runny yolk dip your egg and yeah see the the lid keeps the heat in Mm. so that cooks it twice as fast on a frying pan so that's all it is 90 seconds leave it there done and dusted tell you, oh, game lads. try you can't it beat try it. it like you cannot beat <laughs> that yolk seeping into the toast like <laughs> but yeah, yeah like imagine being out and the toast wasn't like there's a crucial time to butter toast like you have to butter that toast yeah, sometime, like. <laughs> yeah you're so, right so 
if if you leave it too long, like it's shit. It is mm. shit. Or Alan, so. Alan, you might you might relate to this. I don't know if you will or not, but uh, the nicest toast you'll ever eat is when your wife had just had a baby and you're back in the ward and uh, the nurse brings you tea and toast. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want it. I can't she eat that. She doesn't want it. You eat it. I like, fucking oh, eat it. This is incredible. You should market this. this <laughs> Lads, how good is toast? How good is toast? Like? Yeah. Who was it? Was it Was it Johnny? Um, one of our Amer- American guests has said to us like uh, tea and toast that, that's a thing in Ireland isn't it tea and toast yeah, yeah it's a fucking thing it's the oh, thing it is the thing yeah. like do you ever be you're not feeling well or something like that and you're feeling have a, a bit toast yeah have a bit oh, toast but you know every, every so often do you know what I love and I know it's not good for you fucking white bread yeah, you know, just fucking white bread. <laughs> I bought one today. I bought one at Tesco. Yeah. Fucking ah, uh, yeah. cob, crispy on the outside, and I was like, "Oh, tiger bread! Did you ever get tiger bread?" The tiger yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can cut it to however thick you want. And just like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna we, cut it. We talk about fucking eating disorders and people yeah. attitudes, and <laughs> here we are fucking salivating over white bread, which <laughs> is just lads, basically cake. <laughs> but lads, food is the most it's the most simplest thing to speak about but mm. you watch human beings light up when you talk about food mm, yeah, it's the yeah. one thing that we can it's universal we mm. all feel the exact yeah. same way about you, it you look at it's my favourite thing to talk about is food like, nearly really every is. radio station has a show it brings called people together the breakfast show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, nearly every I don't I don't know one who doesn't. Mm. You know the breakfast show or the big breakfast or the jumbo breakfast or the full Irish mm. or what's it to have a Waterford the the blah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always. Oh, I love a Waterford blah. Yeah, in fairness, it is nice though. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I love Waterford. Had, Waterford, Waterford nice. is it's like a big flowery yes. bundy, the flowery bap. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. So there you did go. you just think about boobs? <laughs> I just went straight to boobs. <laughs> to for, for me, there the question is: Did you stop thinking about boobs? <laughs> is there a time when you're not thinking about boobs? <laughs> you're talking about eggs and boobs. You know, <laughs> like Lads, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Revenue I'll tell you this. Boobs. Talking about body. Talking about body confidence. Right? I'll tell you this now, and I'm going to be very honest here <laughs> I have um, so I have a fine pair of boobs right I have um, <laughs> I do I do fair play I'm 30 fair play, fo- 34 double D and I've had them since I was 12 I think kind of around that but I they're they're quite um they're quite saggy right? so they're not like when you think of big boobs like big perky boobs like they're mm. they're just like natural big boobs but they're Saggy. So I remember I googled recently because I was feeling self-conscious about it, and I googled um, "do men like saggy boobs?" <laughs> and, and the response was so funny. It was like, "This is a stupid question. They're boobs." We like them all. We like all boobs. And then it was like, oh, it was so funny. It was so funny reading it because it was like, why are we so hung up about these things? Because we think men won't like this or that, and men just love boobs. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's funny. But what, is, what is comes with that, Ingram? Sorry, I was just going to ask: Is there is there a bit of an envy when you are a teenager and you've other teenage girls who are going, "Jesus, well, I don't have them," and there's boys looking at you going, "Oh, they exist." Okay, mm. you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so there's a. You pop on the radar of a lot of boys, then, don't you? Mm. 
it, yeah, but um, there's also like your self-conscious about them because mm. again the grass is always greener there's mm. certain tops you can't wear you have to wear bigger your your sizing then is all off because you might have a small waist but you you big boobs so you mm. have to go a size up and then the top doesn't fit you properly because it's not flattering because it's making you look bigger than what you are because you've and all these kind of things that i struggled mm. with when i was younger and and then um the right bra and fucking oh lads and when you've big boobs and wearing a fucking bra like bras are just they're, they're the worst <laughs> they're the most <laughs> uncomfortable things ever like any woman you come in home the first thing you do when you get into your home bra is take off. off that bra take <laughs> that the fuck off like so yeah but then is um, it something in later life that you'd be conscious of you know no, no, no. Again, I'm very. Is it something I'm, you you kind of embody it, or is it something you try to downplay, or? Um, I wouldn't say because when I was younger, then I used to um, like get shamed if I had like cleavage on show and stuff by like older women in my family. They'd be like, "You're fucking showing off your boobs," and I'd be like, "No, I'm just wearing a top that the rest of my friends are wearing, mm. but my cleavage is on show because mine are bigger." Do you know? So then you feel like you have to hide them. And then I went through years of just being completely covered up and you wouldn't even be able to tell that I had big boobs because I was conscious of being a slapper for having them on show, do you know? Mm. And I feel like that's something that, that women with big boobs definitely suffer from. Um, and then there's the whole women with small boobs don't have to wear a bra and you're so envious of that <laughs> like you're so envious of that because that is not an option for me like never mm. you can't get away with that like they don't and they're looking knees. at you going yeah, yeah. to have bigger boobs. the other way around it as well yeah oh yeah they're yeah. Uh, they're looking up boob jobs like because they want to get yeah. boob jobs and i'm mm. yeah um so yeah yeah it's in, but it's it's so funny then as well. Like I remember this girl that I follow. She was on about how like girl, we're so critical of ourselves to even have like for wearing a string top, having like a little bit of fat coming out, or we we take notice of all these things when in reality men do not give a fuck. Like no. they don't. They're not looking no. at this little piece of skin coming <laughs> over. Do you know? It's no. so funny. Like we um the the kind of expectations that we put on ourselves and the pressure we put on it just comes down to the pressure we put on ourselves to look a certain way and the, the funny thing is i'm getting is um you know as you were saying you know women have to look a certain way to be attractive uh, towards men and all that but chances are the guy is no great fucking shakes himself beggars can't be fucking choosers yeah, yeah. it's not like this he can go up the street problem. and get himself a model <laughs> yeah. women have men we put men on fucking pedestals without even realizing we put them all on pedestals we put you all on pedestals like you're up on way? pedestals for us like if you're um, I think it's like it's like because we're like constantly wanting to be liked by boys or something but i don't know i think it's because men are just seen as the superior as well and they always have been like it's always been a man's world it's not like that now but like these are the the things that society has always taught us that like men are superior and they're i mean that's the truth of it lads like that's that's the world we live in that Men have always been the the superior of the the two, um, 
And that, that does things to you then. Like you do subconsciously have men on these pedestals that they don't really deserve to be on. Like they deserve to be on par with you. We're, mm, we're on par. Mm. But, but um, by, by, you know, imagining you have the, the perfect body or, you know, having the gold of a perfect body, does that give you the impression that you might have a little bit more power over men? Because you have something that they want. Yeah. This is it. This is what mm. this is what we need to remind ourselves mm. that we they want us. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're, they're I, I was letting I was letting you have in your chat. I was letting you have your speak there, but yeah, and all men do that is because it's the woman that's probably telling him what to do at home. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, that's in the pursuit. Like it's we're both in pursuit of the opposite gender. We're and both what, in pursuit uh, and of what each we other. have to offer. Mm-hmm. And you we know, don't women even have... realize it, but it comes down to everything. Comes down yeah. to that. Everything yeah. comes down to it. Because that's just the way we w- we're wired. But mm. the world we live in today is not, it's not like that anymore. There's so yeah, many so other that's, things that's going so, on. It's so, so changed. So it's so quickly. far removed mm. from that. Yeah, yeah, do you know? Yeah. Like, again, single people not being able to have sex, like deprived of sex for how many over a year now or whatever or whatever. Like, that's a long time, lads, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be having sex. Mm-hmm. The most natural thing for us to be doing and mm. well one isn't, of it, isn't it weird that the two things which are the most natural are the most shamed and spoken about and secret yeah, right. as we spoke about now food and sex mm-hmm. the two most primitive things you can do each to stay alive long enough to reproduce yeah Food mm. and, and they're sex. all and they're these the ones with the greatest hang-ups they're the ones with they're the ones with the greatest like great they're point. the ones mm. with the greatest joy and um release and mm. um they're just necessary for human survival like mm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah and, and, and um we're taught to be ashamed of it Mm. And yeah. uh, and there's all these games around sex is like it's like just all these games around both food and sex and it's mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting point. Yeah, when you look at the the two subjects we're talking about now, which is body confidence and eating disorders. Yeah, there you go. Mm. I mean, why do people want to lose weight? Why why do people want to have the perfect body? Because they want to have more sex or they want to mm-hmm. be or more not sexually even sex. They just want to be mm. sexually attractive. The amount, right? the amount of times I've heard from, you know, either girlfriends I've had or, you know, clients I've had that, you know, when you lose weight, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, male and female, you're a lot more appealing to the opposite sex like oh I got a lot more attention or you know Jesus women were you know looking at me I was getting a lot more matches on Tinder or men were asking me out the whole time and chances are that it was the energy they were giving off as well they were more Mm. confident they were they were attracting that when you're Mm. when you're not in that headspace you repel people without even realizing well you hold you hold yourself differently you know you you know you'll cover yourself up you'll you know, you'll try and take up as little space as possible. You'll you be, feel not good. You're enough. not putting yourself out into the centre of a conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and obviously then you're, you know, you're playing the ball, and you know all of that gets influenced. Mm-hmm. And then when you go, actually, you know what? Oh, yeah, this this is fitting a bit better. I'm feeling good. Yeah, looking good there. I like there now. I'm after fitting into that dress or that top or that shirt, and you know you go out then and you'll have the crack, and obviously then you're. You're in better form. You appear more confident. You're sexual. You know. You're, you know, more sexually appealing. It just feeds in. Mm. 
Mm. to all of it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's so interesting like it's not fucking easy being human lads (laughs) no no but I I do think that's why like isn't it so important to talk male and female about this because I feel like Mm. females talk all the time to other females about this but they wouldn't Mm. discuss it to with men and vice versa like yeah well men wouldn't wouldn't really talk about it with men either Mm. Yeah. You know, that's that's why, uh, you know, I said it was, it was important to put across the male side of it. And, you know, I, I've a client at the minute, a male client with an eating disorder. And, you know, I spoke about my own, you know, the experience of being being male in school. And, you know, lads don't have these conversations. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I sort of like, <laughs> you know, you slag a lad for having a beer belly or something like, oh, jeez, you're overweight. Huh, took good money to put that there. Yeah. Huh? You, know how many, yeah. you know how much that took? You know, it's like, <laughs> fuck's sake man you're fucking overweight like you're killing yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, your heart must yeah. be in fucking bits absolutely your vital organs mm. are surrounded yeah yeah yeah. Mm. yeah yeah but that's that's the difference in it like you know you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't go up to a woman and go oh you fat bitch jesus <laughs> you look straight away you know the fucking you burst out laughing you know yeah. but those things that that you mm. know gender wise are acceptable or not acceptable and you know, you, and and you don't know that the lad that's made that joke hasn't gone home and cried yeah, or course, yeah. comfort eaten because he's been called a fat bastard or, mm-hmm. you know, you just you just do not know. No, you're right. Yeah. There's obviously a reason behind that, you know. Now, that was straight talking eating disorders and body image. Hope you like what you heard. If you do, give us a rating, subscribe. You can leave a comment or if you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast, by all means, share it with them on your social media pages. It could make a big difference in their lives. Of course, as well as that, we'd love to hear from you. If there's anything you want us to cover or discuss, if you've got a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. So you can get in touch by email. Hello at stmhpodcast.com. You can get us on Twitter at SCRA Talking Pod. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. Big, big shout out to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music. What a brilliant producer and beat maker you can get him on facebook at fob beats and of course big shout to our 18 as well from digital design lab so she did all the uh, the graphics the web stuff the social media all that kind of cool stuff that makes it look really really professional you can check her out at digitaldesignlab.ie right who wants the last word email you're on oh Go for god it's like bad at the last word give us no no give, give us some words of inspiration you're good at that um Okay, go back to what we we were saying earlier. I think just we're all different, all of us, different shapes, sizes, everything. Just work with what you have. Love your body. Focus on that relationship between you and your body. Are you looking after your body? And just keep going and do the best you can. And I'm struggling now to finish. Keep tipping away. <laughs> keep tipping away. Keep her lit. Do you? Keep her lit. Keep her lit. Street talk. Mental health. Street talk. Mental health. Street talk. Mental health. The mind is a terrible thing to 